Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. everyone this is friday september 15 2017 and welcome to episode 387 of the mothership broadcast of the wcws radio network right here on talkshoot.com it is once again wcws revolution i'm of course <clears throat> mr wcws chad hinshaw back on the line here with you as we of course uh, come together once again to talk about our favorite subject of all time professional wrestling and of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we always start off with our Wrestling News and Future segment, which is always conducted by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here once again this evening by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> Also, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is, uh, will not be here with us here this evening. So I will be conducting uh, the history and birthdays here for today. Uh, I'm sure we have some interesting stuff in the history here tonight. So, so be, be, re- be ready to listen to quite a few things from there as well. Uh, before we go any further, let's go ahead and bring J.D. in, of course, as we welcome him to episode 387 on, once again, a very explosive and dynamic revolution. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feature tonight is coming from our tribute group in WWUS to uh, the, the one and the only, and J.D., of course, knows this all too well, ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. The group, of course, is ECWUS. This is Extreme. <clears throat> and as y'all remember, the old ECW theme, of course, that was said all throughout, I, think, I believe Paul Heyman said that, but throughout the, the theme, if I'm not too much mistaken. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to join us here for the live video from ECWUS here tonight, uh, feel free to uh, log on to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ECWUS Extreme Rules. 
and, <clears throat> and definitely by all means watch our video here tonight and take care of, and of course comment in about uh, everything that you hear of course on our show here this evening but of course also if you want to come into the regular method of of course talkshoe.com of course the phone number as always is 1-724-444-7444 call ID the magic six members 138055 pound by all means here folks Press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, which, of course, like I said, we'll be just handling the news and views and also history and birthdays. And, of course, some uh, a few little tidbits of wrestling talk here and there. Also, of course, some wrestling extras coming your way. You never know what we'll be doing, but we'll have we'll have some humdingers here for you here tonight. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here with, of course, our wrestling news and views for segment. Of course, right now conducted tonight by one half of King Ice, the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene here this evening? Thursday's GFW Impact Wrestling TV drew 239,000 total viewers on Pop TV, according to ShowBuzzDaily.com. The number was up from 227 from the week before. Last year at this time, TNA Wrestling produced 366,000 viewers however, on Thursday, September 15th. The audience group compared to last week when the show aired opposite the NFL opener, but it was not an increase despite featuring a lower-profile game last night between, however, the Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals, the game which the Bengals lost, of course, 13-9 and fired their offensive coordinator earlier today. Meanwhile, however, coming up this Tuesday, however, Ric Flair and Charlotte's book called Second Nature will be released to the public, however, and you can check out the... Charlotte will be signing autographs of copies of the book at the following locations. Next Thursday night at 7 p.m. in Richwood, New Jersey at Bookends. Wednesday, September 27th at 7 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble in Orlando, Florida, followed by the following night in Tampa. And then on Saturday, September 30th at 3 p.m. in Boise, Idaho at the Barnes & Noble there. Uh, let's see here. I do have some other news here, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, of course, uh, some sad news to report today, however, oddly enough, how in the world of entertainment, actor Harry Dean Stan, best known for his role as Brett in the 1979 sci-fi thriller Alien, and who has appeared in other movies and TV, including Rancho Deluxe, however, and Christine from 1983 playing a police detective, Rudolph Chunks, passed away earlier today at the age of 91. Our thoughts and prayers are with Mr. Stan's friends and family. Also, believe it or not, the ex-wife of Rosie O'Donnell, Michelle Rounds, of course, apparently passed away earlier, tragically, sadly, this week, however, an apparent suicide. She was 46 years old. Rosie and Michelle started dating back in 2011 and got married in a private ceremony in June 2012, breaking up in November 2014 after Rosie filed for divorce the following February in 2015. Our thoughts and prayers are with Michelle's friends and family, as well as Rosie's friends and family, over this very heartbreaking ordeal. And speaking of tragedy, one final tragic news to report earlier today, however, in London, however, for the sixth time this year, however, apparently a subway blast, however, uh, occurred, however, in a London train station, injuring 30 people. No fatalities have been reported, but according to reports, however, this was the second, not the second, excuse me, the sixth bomb that went off, however, within this past year in London. The incident occurred this morning during the morning rush, however, mind you, however, in London, however, as we said, in an underground tunnel, however, in London, however, we understand, however, and as a result, as we heard, at least 20 to 25 people 
were uh, feared uh, injured. Now, according to reports, however, however, like I said, the other occurrences occurred back in March, however, the Westminster Bridge vehicle attack followed by the Manchester bombing, the London Bridge borough attack in June, a van hitting pedestrians outside of a mosque two weeks later, and then just notably earlier today, however, with the Parsons Green Station incident that occurred in London. Again, our thoughts and prayers for all those people in London tonight. <clears throat> Absolutely, of course. That would be, of course, as always, uh, this is starting to become a very common thing, and we definitely <clears throat> have to be on our uh, 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 be on our toes about uh, all these uh, about all these situations. But you never know; it could affect us next once again. So, JD, thank you very much there. <clears throat> Uh, of course, along with King W.O.G.R.T. Smith is King Ice, your premier 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that fit to print. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape, the best combination ever, and you can never beat it whatsoever. Let's see what we have here in our rest of history. Of course, Human Suplex Machine John Gross not going to be with us here tonight, so I will present it here this evening. Uh, some very interesting uh, tidbits here, of course, in our history course today. Let's go ahead and read them off here for September the 15th. <clears throat> 33 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see here, uh, 1984, at World Wrestling Council's 11th anniversary show in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Randy Savage defeated Pedro Morales to win the WWC North American Heavyweight Championship. 25 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1992, the WWF and Japanese promotion War, or otherwise known as Wrestle and Romance, held a co-promoted event. In the feature bout, Ric Flair and uh, Tenru fight to a draw in a best-of-three falls match. Tenru and Flair split the first two falls and fight to a double countout in the third fall. On the same show, Road Warrior Animal re-aggravates a back injury that forces him away from the ring for over three years. I think we talked about that here not too long ago. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, 22 years ago today, which we put it in 1995, WCW fires Steve Austin. Austin, who was still on the sidelines due to a triceps injury he suffered while on tour in Japan, was mailed his termination notice via FedEx. The report of the firing as written in the September 25th, 1995 edition, our Wrestling Observer Newsletter goes like this. We have, actually have it right here. Let me go ahead and read this right here. WCW did, did, did fire Steve Austin, of course, his real name is Steve Williams, on September the 15th. <clears throat> of course, that was back in uh, 1995. Austin, who was 30 years old at the time, was considered for years as perhaps the best young wrestler in the United States. His career languished for the past year almost at the point that he had spoken of, like his former tag partner, Brian Pillman, as a wrestler who made a lot of money by signing good contracts but had great careers ruined by a WCW organization that had been both unwilling and unable to get any wrestlers over. <clears throat> Austin had been in the doghouse with WCW management over the past year over a reputation for not exactly keeping quiet with his discontent about how he was used and for those involved in cost-cutting seeing the $200,000 or so figure he was earning per year while not being involved in any significant programs as wasted money. While on a tour with New Japan in June, Austin tore his tricep and had been out of action since. 
and was believed to be about six weeks from being ready to return when he was fired. This, of course, paints WCW as a real-class organization for firing a guy while injured when he suffered an injury on a <clears throat> tour the company sent him on. Austin's main problem appeared to be in the quickish nature of WCW, which is consistent not only in wrestling, but in most jobs, most jobs, but worse in WCW than most places, obviously. He also didn't hang with the right crowd. When the Hogan camp got into power, they dismissed Austin as a high, highly paid wrestler who was a good worker with no charisma, and in their view of wrestling, work rate meant next to nothing. The Hogan clique basically consisted of WWFers in the mid-1980s when wrestling was hot and thus could dismiss any wrestler who came along later as being unable to draw money. Of course, forgetting that most of those who drew money in the mid-80s became suddenly unable to draw money either when the business lost popular popularity. He wasn't in the flare clique either, so nobody spoke up for his work right on the inside at the meetings. Austin was given little chance to show his stuff after the career-ending back injury of his main opponent, Rick Steamboat. Austin then suffered a knee injury, which kept him out of a few months. And before he was plugged into a new plant program, a reuniting of his tag team with Brian Pillman, he went to Japan and suffered a tricep tear. It's unknown what Austin's plans will, will be once he's able to return to the ring. But he would be able to get a strong spot with ECW if he would want if he would want it since he's a long-term friend of Paul Heyman, although that would entail a major come-down in money. Uh, I don't I don't know if he has any connections or he has made any with all Japan, but if he wants to make a career out of Japan, that promotion and him almost seem tailor-made if he can learn that style and psychology. All Japan <clears throat> needs new foreign stars they can push, and very few Americans have the ability to make it with that group and Austin potentially fits into that select group. Of course, WWF is the most logical option. He probably could return to WCW if he was willing to work for less money and a per-night deal, although I'm betting the nature of his dismissal, which will almost certainly result in very bitter feelings, will make that very difficult. A few hours later, WCW and Gene Arkland's agent Barry Bloom agreed verbally to a two-year contract, which, with incentives, is more potentially lucrative than his previous deal, which was said to have a $250,000 base. Oakland's WCW contract had expired two days earlier, and it was questionable if the deal hadn't been put together <clears throat> whether he would have appeared at the Fall Brawl pay-per-view show. Naturally, the timing of the Austin firing, particularly being fired while injured a la Steamboat, and the Oakland raise didn't set well with several wrestlers within WCW for obvious reasons. <clears throat> that that was the statement right there. But Bischoff defended the firing of Austin via FedEx in a 2015 interview with KFAP commentaries, saying it was consistent with Turner policy at the time. Just over a week after he was fired, the still injured Austin turned up at an ECW show in Middletown, New York. Austin would spend most of his brief time in ECW doing interviews and promo segments. He would wrestle just twice for ECW, both defeats to Mikey Whipwreck for the ECW World Heavyweight title. Austin was in talks ahead to All Japan Pro Wrestling that would sign with the WWF in December. He would be the forefront of the company's reinsurgence and by 1998 become the biggest draw in professional wrestling history. Oh, you got that right. Excuse me. Huh. 21 years ago today, put it in 1996, 
WCW presented Fall Brawl War Games from the Lawrence Joe Veterans Memorial Coliseum, of course, once again, my neck of the woods, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's the first of four straight years the event would be held in Winston-Salem. It was very popular while, of course, WWF was popular in Greensboro and still is. 11,300 were in attendance with 230,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a testament to the rapid rise of WCW around this time, that's more buys than the last two fall brawls combined, which was 110,000 in 1994 and 95,000 in 1995. This was also the first pay-per-view where stars from Mexican promotion AAA competed on a WCW show since When Worlds Collide in 1994. And here are the matches that took place at, <clears throat> at uh, like I said, this fall brawl in 1996. DDP defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr. Ice Crane defeated Scott Morton in a submission match. Conan defeated Juventud Guerrero to retain the AAA heavyweight title. Chris Benoit defeated Chris Jericho. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Super Colo to retain the, the WCW Cruiserweight title. Harlem Heat defeated the Nasty Boys to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles. The Giant defeated Randy Savage. And Team NWO, which consisted of Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and NWO Sting, defeated Team WCW, which was Lex Luger, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and The Real Sting, in a War Games match. Near the end of the match, The Real Sting cleaned house for Team WCW, then walked out on them. The NWO Sting, who, of course, was Jeff Farmer, submitted Lex Luger with a Scorpion Deathlock to win the match. Huh. Probably was able to, to master that move. 20 years ago today, we put it at 1997, on Nitro from Charlotte, North Carolina, Kurt Henning defeated Steve Mongo McMichael to win the WCW United States title. The win gives the NWO the top three championships in the company, the World, United States, and Tag Team titles. Amazingly, this is Henning's only single championship in the company. 19, 19 years ago today, which you put it at 1998, at a Rawls war taping in Sacramento, California, Jacqueline defeated Sable to win the vacated WWF women's title. The title had been vacated since December 1995 when WWF lets its entire women's roster go due to budget cuts, and Alundra Blaze, also known as a.k.a. Deborah Medusa Maselli, infamously trashed the women's title on WCW Monday Nitro. We all remember that one. On the same taping, X-Pac defeated D'Lo Brown to win the European title. Thirteen, I'm sorry, 14 years ago today, we'll say, this is, we'll put it at 2003, on Raw from Columbia, South Carolina, the fabulous Moolah defeated Victoria in just 30 seconds. As the story goes, this was Vincent Mann making good on his promise from a long time ago that she could have a match if she reached her 80th birthday. Post-match, however, Randy Orton delivered an RKO to Moolah. On the same episode, Lita makes, made her first in-ring appearance on Raw since suffering a broken neck on the set of Dark Angel in April of 2002. In her return, she saves her frenemy Trish Stratus from further assault from Molly Holly and Gail Kim. <clears throat> Twelve years ago today, which we put it at 2005, at a Border City wrestling event in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, 
is not Jonathan, not too far from Gerard's neck of the woods. Jeff Jarrett defeated Raven to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. This was believed to be the first NWA World title match in Windsor in nearly half a century, and it's the first time that, that the 10 pounds of gold changed hands in Canada since Harley Race defeated Terry Funk for the title in February of 1977. The title change caused quite a bit of controversy as Raven was expected to head into the Spike TV era as the TNA world champion. Ten years ago today, we put it at 2007, Ring of Honor taped Man Up from the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. The show, not airing on pay-per-view until November the 30th, would be the last for Matt Seidel before leaving for WWE. Of course, Matt Seidel, would, would you, we all remember him as Evan Bourne in WWE. And here are the matches from this pay-per-view. Nigel McGinnis defeated Chris Hero, Claudio Casaganoli, and Naomichi Marafuji. Of course, Casaganoli, of course, we know him now as Cesaro, in a four-corner survival match. The No Remorse Corps, Rocky Romero, Davey Richards, and Roderick Strong defeated Resilience, Matt Cross, Austin Aries, and Eric Stevens, two to one in the best of three fall series. Rocky Romero defeated Matt Cross, Austin Aries defeated Davey Richards, and Roderick Strong defeated Eric Stevens. Takeshi De- Morishima defeated Brian Danielson, of course, who is now Daniel Bryan, to retain the ROH world title. Uh, and the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, defeated El Generico and Kevin Steen, who, of course, Kevin Steen now knows Kevin Owens, in a ladder match to retain the ROH World Tag Team titles. In matches not airing on the pay-per-view, Ernie Osiris and Silas Young defeated Bobby Dempsey and Rhett Titus. Mitch Franklin defeated Alex Payne to retain the ROH Top of the Class Trophy Championship. Amazing Kong and Daisy Hayes defeated Lacey and Sarah Del Rey. The Hangman Three, Hangman Three, B.J. Whitmer and Brett Albright, defeated the YRR, Chase and Rance and Kenny King. Jack Evans and Tyler Black fought to a no contest. I think Tyler Black, of course, would be later on known as Seth Rollins, but not mistaken. Irish Airborne, Dave and Jake Crist, and Jack Evans, and the age of the fall, Jimmy Jacobs, Necro Butcher, and Tyler Black fall to a no contest in a six-man tag team street fight. And Delirious defeated Matt Seidel. Ten years ago today, we put it at 2007, Brianna and Nicole Garcia Colais made their debuts for WWE developmental territory for the championship wrestling as Bree and Nikki, the Bell Twins. They debuted in a win over the team of Natty Neihart and Chrissy Vane. In a bit of trivia, Victoria Crawford, who had grown to moderate success as Alicia Fox, was the referee. The Twins would make their main roster debut a year later. Bree debuted in August of 2008, while Nikki debuted in October. Both are still with the company, but only Nikki's around in an in-ring capacity. Bree retired following WrestleMania 32 two months after her husband, Daniel Bryan, retired due to recurring concussions. Eight years ago today, we put it at 2000 and, let's see, at 2009, Ric Flair signed a deal to return to the ring as part of the Hulkamania tour in Australia. Also eight years ago today, 
Jim Cornette and B.G. James would be released from TNA. Both had been working as agents for the company, though Cornette also had a hand in television production. Five years ago today, which we put it at 2012, Ring of Honor presented Death Before Dishonor 10 State of Emergency from the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. The focus of the show was to crown new ROH World Tag Team Champions after one half of the former champions, Kenny King, abruptly left the company for TNA. Of note, both Davey Richards and Matt Hardy made their returns to the company on this show. And here are the matches that took place at this event. Scum, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander in an ROH World Tag Team title tournament semifinal match. Darius Thomas defeated Silas Young to qualify for survival of the fittest. Kyle O'Reilly defeated ACH. Brett Titus and Charlie Haas defeated the Briscoes in an ROH World Tag Team Championship semifinal. Jay Lethal defeated Homicide. House of Truth defeated the Irish Airborne. Of course, like I said, Jake and Dave Christ. Adam Cole defeated No Fear Mike Mondo, who I think Mike Mondo was one of the members of the Spirit Squad. I think it's Mikey. That was Mikey, okay. To retain the ROH World TV title. Scum defeated Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas to win the vacated ROH World Tag Team titles. And Kevin Steen defeated Rhino to retain the ROH World title in an Anything Goes match. Four years ago today, which was put it at 2013, that WWE presented Night of Champions from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. 10,500 were in attendance, with 175,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down from 189,000 for 2012's edition. And here are the matches that took place here. In a pre-show match, the primetime players defeated the Usos, Tons of Funk, the Real Americans, and 3MB in a tag team turmoil match to become the number one contender for the tag team titles. WWE Tag Team Titles. Curtis Axel defeated Kofi Kingston to retain the Intercontinental title. A.J. Lee defeated Brie Bella, Natalia, and Naomi in a fatal four-way match to retain the Divas title. RVD defeated Alberto Del Rio by DQ in a World Heavyweight title match. The Miz defeated Fandango. Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman defeated CM Punk in a no-disqualification elimination handicap match. If Paul Heyman did not compete, he would have been fired. Dean Ambrose re- defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the United States title. The Shields, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, defeated the primetime players Titus and Baron to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. And Daniel Bryan defeated Randy Orton to win the WWE title. The result was negated the next night in the championship match after it was alleged after it was alleged referee Scott Armstrong and Daniel Bryan co-conspired to take the title from Orton. A title will remain vacant for more than a month before Orton won it back. I do have a little bit more to add here, ladies and gentlemen. But I do have to step away for just one second. Uh, uh, Dean, if you need to bring up, go ahead and do so, uh, and then I'll come back and uh, and I'll talk and I'll talk more here about my our history here. I will be right back. Okay. And while Chad's stepping out, ladies and gentlemen, let's remind you uh, coming up that this. Uh, Actually, Saturday, tomorrow to be exact, however, we will have a very special edition at 4 p.m. of the Power Hour, 141364 pound. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. That will be 
the call ID as tomorrow. We will go over the shows from the past week, however, just after 4 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. And that should be very interesting, so be sure to check that out <coughs> Excuse me, tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, Raw Radio will be back on the air, 13744 pounds. Join Gerard, myself, John Gross, of course, Fonzie, and the rest of the gang. We will give you our early predictions, and maybe a few bets might be made along the way. Coming up this week, however, as it is the go-home show week, however, prior to No Mercy, which, by the way, one week from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at 5 p.m., you can check the gang out, however, with their set high bets and also opinions of No Mercy, which will be here on the Revolution Radio Show. Of course, that'll be at 5 p.m., one week from this coming Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check it out. Also, this Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, we will have... Wrestling Revisited, our Time Machine show will take you back to a time place again as the Time Machine is all wrapped up, ready to go. The caller ID is 139925-POUND. And then, of course, Tuesday night at 9, John, of course, will have your birthdays and dates. Gerard and I will have your news, headlines, view, and other quirks along the way. And, of course, we'll be recapping the go-home show for Raw, however, prior to No Mercy, this coming Tuesday night. So be sure to check it out this Tuesday. Uh, some other news to report for you... Uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think what else could be discussed, however, there's a, of course, as we did mention in the news tonight, of course, excuse me, uh, like I said, however, we have heard a lot of other things going on, of course, the ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now, so, uh, bear with us here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, getting some information, uh, right now, uh, as we speak, of course, uh, I'm trying to find some other news, teller. Uh, I'm trying to find some other news, of course, for you college football fanatics. Of course, this week we got some big games this week, including Clemson and Louisville. We got you know, Pitt Panthers taking on Oklahoma State. And, of course, the big one will be Texas versus Southern Cal. Also, for you college football fanatics, Howard, Illinois is down 23-9 right now at halftime to the University of South Florida. Arizona will be playing the University of Texas El Paso here at 10:30. And of course, in some baseball news, however, we're definitely keeping an eye on the Cleveland Indians. Last night they made 22 in a row. Right now they're trailing again tonight, 4-3 in the top of the eighth against Kansas City. The question is, I mean, we said it last night: Will the streak come to an end, or will the Indians find a way to power through once again? I mean, this is the hottest team in baseball right now, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have to wait and see. But right now they are trailing by a run in the top of the eighth inning at home. 4-3, to three, but I have a feeling they'll be coming back, possibly tonight. We'll have to wait and see. All and right. That's uh, all we got for right now, apparently. Okay, thank you very much for JD for that update here. Yeah, I've definitely uh, been looking at some uh, clips here about the Cleveland Indians here. That's Oh, and, and this and this this will warm your heart, Howard. J.J. Watt, we've talked about him before, uh, how he's done the, the charity for Hurricane Harvey. So far, according to reports, he released his final fundraising figures for those affected when they hit Texas on his website. Uh, a total combined effort of $37.1 million he made. So congratulations to J.J. Watt, a fine human being indeed, however, and a class act all the way for raising those funds for the people in Houston. Absolutely. Of course, like I said, uh, uh, a lot of people you know, uh, are, are giving back here, of course, all over the country, all over the world to help out those affected by, of course, Hurricane Harvey, you know, too long ago, and, of course, now with Hurricane Irma, uh, which I did actually, I did have to read a very somber story here. Uh, I didn't, I don't have the full details, uh, but I read about it uh, through, a, through uh, uh, one of our local TV stations here, 
that uh, this was somewhere out on the Carolina coast. Uh, actually, Hurricane Irma did claim a life in, uh, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, I don't know where it was, but the person was from North Carolina. Ooh. I'm not sure what the person was. It could have been in North Carolina. I don't know. Right. But, uh, but, uh, but I don't have the details here. I did hear that the governor of North Carolina and his wife did uh, issue a, a statement uh, saying they they have sent their condolences out to the victim's family and friends uh, for uh, for the this for for his for of course like I said this 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 uh, very sad uh, passing of course as a result of Hurricane Irma. So uh, of course like I said we're watching so there's other storms out there. There's one brewing up that could become Lee. If it pops up, uh, so well, I know. Right. I hope we were talking about Jose earlier. I think they said this weekend. However, I think uh, we'll be uh, maybe a tropical storm this weekend in the East Coast. So, uh, those of you affecting the East Coast, like New York and the Atlantic Ocean, like wherever you're at, up the Eastern Seaboard, I think it's not going to hit Florida. At least I don't think it is. But uh, those affected could be uh, in the Eastern Seaboard. I'm not sure. We'll have to look at that and double check again where it is exactly right now. But uh, definitely keep an eye on that for sure as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Uh, <clears throat> now we go back to our rest of history and birthdays here, of course, 14 days, September the 15th. As we have a very somber birthday here, they would have been the 63rd birthday of Keith Frank, otherwise known as adorable Adrian Adonis. Yes. Let's have, we have a little brief history here on the adorable one right here. Adonis was an AWA tag champion with Jesse Ventura in 1980 and a WWF tag team champion with Dick Murdoch in 1984. In early 1980s, he also contended for the Intercontinental and WWF World titles. Following the split with Murdoch after losing the titles in 1985, Adonis traded in his biker gear for pink gear and lots of makeup, calling himself adorable. It was also around this time Adonis, who had gained considerable weight since his time with Dick Murdoch, wrestled at his heaviest at around 350 pounds. Adonis in 1986 was a primary catalyst for turning Paul Orndorff heel on Hulk Hogan during his talking segment, The Flower Shop. Adonis' most famous feud was against Roddy Roddy Piper, who would ruin his set in retaliation for Adonis taking Piper out at the legs. The war culminated in a hair-versus-hair match at WrestleMania III, won by the then-retiring Piper. Piper, who struggled to cut Adonis' wet hair, got help from Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, it says here right now. I'm looking right now. Sorry, uh, just to give you an update on Jose. It says, it's strengthened to a hurricane again, according to a 5 p.m. update today. It could threaten New York, New Jersey in the forest front. So it is a tropical storm. It looks like it's moving up the coastline, and it could hit the northeast as early as next week. They're saying right now uh, it could be, like I said, going east of Miami, like I said, hitting places like possibly East of Jack, like in the Atlantic Ocean, and roaring up the coast. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Thank you very much, Jerry Diggy. Of course, if you're struggling to cut Nance's wet hair, we got help from Brutus Beefcake, who birthed his most famous gimmick, of course, the barber. <laughs> Frank returned to the AWA shortly after WrestleMania three, still under the adorable Adrian Adonis gimmick, but now managed by Paul E. Dangerously. His run is highlighted by a feud with Tommy Rich and making it to the final of the AWA International TV title tournament in late 1987 before losing to Greg Gagne. An ankle injury forced him to the sidelines in early 1988 just as he was set to tour with New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
It was also around this time Vern Gagne stopped paying him. He tried to return to the WWF, but the, the attempt to come back was unsuccessful. Frank would make that tour of New Japan Pro Wrestling. On July 4, 1988, Frank was one of three men killed in a single-car accident when driver Victor Arco swerved off a road in Lewisport, Newfoundland, Canada to avoid a moose. The car careened into a nearby lake, killing the passengers in, inside. Only Arco survived the crash, but would suffer severe injuries to his legs. At the time of his passing, Frank was survived by his wife and two daughters. And that's the only birthday that I had listed here. Uh, uh, um, um, that I have here for today. So, some very interesting history here, of course, coming out here, coming out of the, uh, um, out of the, uh, the wrestling world here this evening. And of course, JD, thank you very much, there, sir, for providing us with the wrestling news and views here for tonight. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. This is episode three eighty seven of the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, this is Friday, September fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen. I'm of course once again Mr. WS Chad Inchoff on the line here with you, alongside the Iceman JD Jared Girolamo. Of course, JD of course is the two thousand fifteen and seventeen Hall of Famer as well as, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let, me, let me see what else we can see what else we can uh, uh, we can find here. Uh, let's see. That's, uh, uh, da, 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 da. Well, let's see here. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, one, let's see. Uh, um, what other? Um, other. Anything um, interesting has popped up here, of course, courtesy of uh, uh, Full Livid Mania here. Of course, J.D. brought us some real good stories here here earlier. Oh, here's a here, here's an interesting one here. Um, Jeff Hardy and Moore revealed their phobias. Interesting. Uh, well, we don't we don't have a whole lot of them, but uh, I can re- I can read a few of them here and see what everyone thinks about it. Uh, Jeff Hardy actually revealed that he has a fear of snakes. And Nikki Bella says she's afraid of spiders and clowns. So won't see her at the circus anytime soon. <laughs> and Carl Anderson of the club is afraid of elevators. Who's the one who, what was the weirdest one we heard that one night? We did. It was The Undertaker. He, uh... Um, it was during one of our quizzes. 
think that one was snakes. I think. It was either snakes or it was something else I remember. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, yeah I'll have to go back and look at it. Um, um, as soon as I look up so a couple more things here, I'll uh, go back and find. I think I know. I think I know what word that is. Uh, we actually got. Uh, you brought up some news about global global force uh, wrestling here earlier. Here, JD, got a couple more things here. Uh, um, <coughs> we actually got a couple of updates on a couple of pieces of news regarding global force. Uh, um, coming out here from Larry Zonka here. Um, up, update here. Uh, one of them is about the status of Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I heard something about that. How are, did they say he quit or something? Bobby Lashley and the American Top Team both responded to the official impact update with peace. How do you pronounce it? Emojis? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah you got it. Uh-huh. Seemingly implying that they were leave that they were that they were leaving anyway. So apparently uh they were responding to something that Impact was saying. Um let me let me read let me read the let me read the um the update the, the original and then the update on the on this right here. Uh, uh so that way everyone understands what I'm talking about here. Uh original uh last night's edition of GFW Impact they continued the angle with Lashley teasing choosing MMA over wrestling. On last night's show, Lashley made his decision to choose MMA and was to be granted release as long as he had one last face to face with Moose. The show ended with the two brawling all over the the building before Lashley's American top team pals attacked Moose and then Lashley and his team stood tall to close the show. Here is GFW's storyline update about this. ImpactWrestling.com received the following message from Jim Cornette. Due to the heinous actions of Lashley and American top team on Impact Thursday night, we have made a decision not to give Bobby his unconditional release from his valid contract. Lashley will be at our disposal when required. That is all. What that means is Lashley remains under contract, so stay tuned for more. Um, so apparently it's because it's because of that. Apparently, the I'm sure you probably remember what this what what this was about. Uh, JD would deal with Bobby Lashley. Uh, I remember hearing something about it. Yeah. Right, and also the episode of something here going on here. Uh, uh, um, the first episode of something called Global Forged that GFW is planning on bringing out, and this is the way that it's described. This is Global Forged. This is a chance for athletes from all over the world to come to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, to the Can-Am Dojo, and earn the right to join the GFW roster. Scott D'Amore will serve as head trainer, and you will see this journey play out on Impact and our social channels. So, so basically what this is, this is sounds like something kind of like, um, oh gosh, well, uh, I mean, are they trying? Is this something? This is not something you you don't think kind of like um, I don't know NXT or something. What's that? This 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 thing I just talked about here called Global Forged. That's news. Did you hear everything that I mentioned about it? That's news to me. Well, apparently, then let, let me read it again. So that way you have, if, if that might kind of help better explain it. I'll read it again. This this is of course like I said the, sh- the show is called Global 
Global Forged. I'm sorry about that. This is a chance for athletes from all over the world to come to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, to the Can-Am Dojo to earn the right to join the GFW roster. I don't know what keeps happening that. Sorry about that. To join the GFW roster. Scott D'Amori is serving as head trainer, and you'll see this journey play out on Impact and our social channels. I'm sorry about that. There's, it's just a um, advertisement that keeps popping up on your river, so I don't know why, why it's doing that. But perhaps what it is, Jay, this is what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me there. Um, huh. I mean, they're, try, they're trying to so apparently this is something, this might be like the first step of kind of like, like, like you're in WWE, you have to go through like NXT or something else before you can get on the main roster. So, uh, also, um, uh, of course, we mentioned here before that Ronda Rousey has now signed a contract for WWE. Uh, And, of course, um, now she talks about her favorite part of wrestling. In an interview with ESPN via Wrestling Inc., Ronda Rousey spoke about her love of wrestling and what her favorite part was, and here are some and here are some highlights of that. On being invited by Roderick Strong and Marina Schaefer to the WWE Performance Center, Ronda says this: "It took us for our first little tour through the Performance Center. As someone who's been in a couple of Olympics and trained at the Olympic Training Centers, I really believe that the way the WWE Performance Center caters to specific athletes is superior to the U.S. Training Center for sure." With the facilities they have, the individual attention all the athletes have, how everything is so close and made to be as convenient as possible, I couldn't have been more impressed. It's not a surprise that they've had so much success in cultivating their own talent. Well, on what she loves most about wrestling. Taking Stephanie McMahon's ass. Yeah, there you go. That's what he said. I think the suspension of disbelief is my favorite part. People take it for what it is and enjoy it because they love it. It's a lot more simple joy than you get in a lot of other places. Let's see what that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, that's that's pretty that's that's pretty much all she said here. Um. Uh. Your take once again, JD, about what you what you think how Ronda will end up doing in WWE. Well, I mean, do they do. Could they do something big with uh, her and do something about it? I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, time will only tell, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Do you think they'll do do the, you know, what we've been talking about here, do you think they'll end up doing the the one talked about matchup first to bring her in, or do you think they'll let her, or that she'll wrestle by herself first. I think she'll want to team up with somebody first just to get the feeling, and then if she's ready to break out on her own, maybe they'll give her a chance. I mean, they're going to have to maybe see what she's capable of first, but if she comes out first as a, with a team, couple teammates, however, to see how she does and holds her own, I mean, we know her style in UFC has been very good over the years, but this is a different uh, new ball game. I mean, if she can pick it up very quickly and uh, kick ass like the best of them like she did in UFC, more power to her, so they're going to have to make the decision. Do they want to go singles with her? Do they want to keep her and team her with a teammate? We'll have to wait and see. Right. 
I mean, what do you think? Do you think, do you think the dream match though would be the ideal way to start her off? Uh, I don't think so right away, unless they're really sold on it. However, like her and say her and Charlotte, or her versus someone like maybe someone like uh, Becky, uh, someone like Nia Jax. I don't know if she would handle Nia Jax or Oscar, but we'll have to wait and see. You're absolutely. That's a very good point there, JD. Another one that I have here that I found also very interesting. Of course, you haven't heard about this man here in a while, Jay Lethal. Uh, talks about how he loved working with Hulk Hogan, and also talks about his ROH death and dishonor match. But let me go ahead and mention this. Uh, this, uh, this is coming once again out of 411 Mania from Jeremy Thomas here from today. Jay Lethal discussed working with Hulk Hogan in TNA. Samoa Joe wanted him in WWE, his match at ROH Death Before Dishonor, and more in a new interview with Interactive Wrestling Radio. And here are some of the highlights of that interview. First off, on throwing out the first pitch at the Tampa Bay Rays game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Jay Lethal says this. That was nerve-wracking. Before you do that, you hear horror stories about awful first pitches. <laughs> then you go on YouTube and you watch people throw really bad first pitches. You don't want to be on that list. And you don't want to be on ESPN and be on SportsCenter, although they say most publicity is good publicity. I remember thinking, wow, celebrities get to do this. I'm getting to do this. It's just something celebrities do. That was really cool. They gave me a jersey, which my dad has and refuses to let go. So I guess I don't have a jersey. My dad does. He is my biggest fan. <laughs> on his match at ROH Death Before Dishonor. It has been announced that it will be myself against Silas Young in a last man standing match. This will be my first ever last man standing match. I'm a little excited and a little nervous. It is live on pay-per-view. Everybody always ups their game for pay-per-views. It's just kind of a wrestling tradition. So on Silas Young being underrated, Jay Lethal says this, 100%. That is an understatement. He is definitely better than he is given credit for. I haven't met Silas until my second time back here in ROH. My second run, as they say, in Ring of Honor after I left Impact Wrestling and came back to Ring of Honor, there were faces that I had to learn. Silas Young was one of those guys. In the ring, I've got to tell you, he is one of the guys who represents Ring of Honor well. In the ring, he is literally one of the best wrestlers in the world. He plays the role. He plays it right. I just love everything about him, even that look. He's got a unique look with that mustache. I love him. Sometimes I think he was born just a little too late. He'd be a millionaire if he was born just a few years earlier, but I think he is amazing in the ring. Oh, it is an interesting thought. I've always wanted to hear about this. On talking with Randy Savage about his black machismo character, Jay Lethal says this. Unfortunately, I did not ask him too much about it because, and this is an interesting story here, I worked a few shows. I worked a few shows for a man named Ed Schumann. Ed Schumann would always tell me, you know, I'm friends with the Macho Man and his brother Lanny. He'd like you to call him. He saw a few clips of YouTube, and he'd like you to call him. I knew Ed Schumann, but I guess I didn't really trust him. I figured, sure, he's trying to get me on the phone with someone who does a good Randy Savage impression like myself, so I'd ask him a bunch of, ask him a bunch of stupid questions. So I didn't believe him. Every time I'd get to his show, he'd say, hey, Randy Savage said you didn't call him. He really wants to talk to you. But during the peak of my black machismo gimmick, I got booked on a show for Pro Wrestling Syndicate in a match against Lanny Poffo. At the end of the day, I remember he was talking to my parents. He gave them two of his 
gave him two of his books. I pulled him aside and I said, I've been working for this guy named Ed Schumann. He says he knows you and Macho Man. He says he wants me to call him. I don't believe him. Is this true? He said, Lanny Papa said, oh, yeah, we know it, but I don't know if Randy told him to call. When I get home, I'll check. When he said he knew Ed Schumann, I was kind of like, oh, no, this could be legit. But literally when I got home the next day in my email was Lanny saying, yeah, that was Randy. He wants him to, he wants him to call him. Here's his number. I'll, 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 I'll call him right away. I'm a fan now. I, <clears throat> let's see, uh, where is it? Uh, I'm a fan getting to call his idol. You could tell I was interrupting him. I'd always call at weird times. He'd always go, is that right? The conversation would last two or three minutes, and he said, me and my girl are about to go eat. Had I known or believed that Ed, that Ed Schumann had been telling the truth, I'd call him a long time ago. But Lanny didn't tell me. He's a big the speaker. He doesn't watch on TV, but somehow he, he did see some of it on YouTube, and he's a big fan of it. That's as far as I went. So I never got to talk to him about his thoughts, but Lanny told me he actually enjoyed the character. Now I'm working with Hulk Hogan in TNA, and Jay Lethal says this, Oh, man, it was amazing. He's got a great Macho Man impression, almost better than mine. It was a surreal moment standing next to him for the first time, getting to meet him. I did a little thing in the center of the ring where he, where he came out. I think he made the match with me and Ric Flair. All I could think of was, when this airs on TV, man, my brothers are going to be watching me interact. The same people we watched when we were growing up when my dad would order those wrestling pay-per-views for us. Sometimes I got lost in that thought rather than thinking, wow, I'm getting to meet Hulk Hogan. I'm getting to meet Ric Flair. I'm thinking about what happens when my brothers see this. On Samoa Joe saying that he wants lethal in WWE. Samoa Joe is a big bully, and he just wants me on the same roster he is so I can carry his bags. But Joe's amazing. I've had very, very, very limited conversations with anyone from the WWE, neither of which led to anything major with any kind of promise. <clears throat> Excuse me for a second. Let me pull that up. Mostly because I'm extremely happy with where I am right now. I think I think every wrestler has different goals as to what making making it is in wrestling, and that and that will make you pursue options options a little bit more. I'm extremely happy with everything that I've been able to do in, in wrestling, which makes me extremely happy where I am right now, which is in Ring of Honor. So, uh, very interesting thoughts thoughts here, uh, JD, about what Dead Eagle had to say about. Uh, certain points in his career. They were talking at one time, I remember bringing him into WWE or NXT, How I mean, I don't know if that's still the case, though, but who knows? Yeah, that's that's true. There, I, I, I tell you, that would be, uh, uh, that would be quite interesting to, uh, I mean, I would like to see him, you know, compete, uh, you know, person personally here in, in, in WWE. I don't, I don't know who you would put him against. Maybe you put him against people he already is familiar with or some different ones. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's... Either way, I mean, it would make, it would make for some good shows here, of course. <clears throat> but, like, if he's happy with Ring of Honor right now, I mean, more power to him, of course. I mean, uh, let's take care of this one more time here, folks. <clears throat> this is Friday, September 15th, 2017. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode three eighty seven of WWS Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast. Once again, I am Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line. 
alongside the Iceman J.D. Jerry Geronimo, of course, a 2015-17 Hall of Famer, and, of course, also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hmm. Uh, Good. I'm just checking some football scores. I'll have to do my report later on. Tonight or tomorrow morning, they won, and I said they're back to 500, two and two. They won 31-17. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, here is an interesting. Uh, of course, we all know. Of course, we've been talking about the about about uh, them possibly teasing a four horse women versus four horse women match. Uh, um, of course, with the four horse women of MMA versus the four horse women, of course, of WWE. Here is this is a this is from the rumor mill courtesy courtesy of. IW Nerd. Nerd. Nerd thank you. Dot com. Uh this is something that came out here not too long ago. Yeah, I've seen Rhonda, Charlotte, <laughs> Bailey, Becky, Jasmine Duke were all in there. Yeah. And here this is the reason why a four horsewoman angle didn't happen at the May Young Classic finale. Let me let me mention that. JD, I want to get your take on this. Of course, as you know, Kerry Sane defeated Shayna Baszler to win the inaugural May Young Classic Tournament. Many fans were confused as to why there was no interaction or angle between the different groups of four horsewomen. A big theme of the tournament seemed to be teasing conflict between WWE's version of the four horsewomen and, of course, the other group of four horsewomen led by Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, Jasmine Duke, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Becky Lynch were all in attendance for the show, but nothing happened to further the storyline. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest resumes of her newsletter, there is a potential reason why it didn't happen. This is, this is what Dave Meltzer is saying. He says that the decision was made early in the week to make the May Young Classic Finals all about Carrie Sane and her victory instead of focusing on the four horsewomen. The four horsewomen angle will be saved for another show. This decision was made to keep the focus on Carrie and not because the four horsemen, and that's not because the four horsewomen's storyline is being scrapped. So apparently, so apparently this this might be looking good here, and this is IW Nerd's take on this. A pretty smart decision in in their minds. If WWE had Carrie Sane win the tournament, only to have some sort of sort of big interaction between Ronda and Charlotte, for example, it would have taken the focus away from her win. Some fans were complaining that the tournament already felt overshadowed by all of the horsewomen teasing, so maybe it would have been overkill. This way, Sane has her moment, at WWE, and also WWE and still build towards the horsewomen angle on a different show. Uh, J.D., your take here? Well, if they're not going to do it at Survivor Series like we thought they were going to be doing it, however, maybe they'll save it for January for the Rumble and then maybe start to build up heading into WrestleMania. I mean, they're going to look for that big match, however. Now, however, instead of doing it at the Survivor Series, you could start to tease maybe some of it. At Survivors, or not Survivors, Series at the Royal Rumble in January in Philadelphia, sometime before the Rumble, however, and then kick maybe have the match at the Rumble, and if not, and you start the angle at the Rumble, you can build it for a couple months, and then maybe finally close it out at WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all. You know, I mean, 
Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, or WrestleMania, you got to put it at one of the big ones, obviously. Yeah, big time. I mean, I mean, if you put it at one of the small ones, I mean, it's not going – I mean, it, I'm sure it might kind of help one of these smaller pay-per-views, but, of course, obviously, I don't think they would uh, they would go that route, obviously. Uh, but uh, but that was good to 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 get uh, um, to uh, to like I said to focus in on on of course Kerry Sane winning the uh, tournament. Um, <clears throat> of course, Shannon Baszler gave a tremendous run during this whole tournament as well. I mean, all of them did, in my personal opinion. And of course, you know we talked about here, of course, about will will they will they of course um, I have all these women. That compete in this, which by the way, all of them are very, have, have have very unique talents, in my personal opinion. You know, the question is, you know, who would they sign um, out of this to uh, the WWE contracts? I mean, would they put them in NXT? Well, Kari Zane, I know, is talking about going to NXT. She's in that big tournament thing. Uh, Ronda Frank could be in there too. I mean. Tessa Blanche will be mentioned, uh, a couple others. I mean, I mean the women's division has got to get a... I mean, yeah, they took a bit hit the last few years with all the people coming up from NXT. Nia Jax, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, um, Asuka, all them. Are, so now you got to build upon the younger girls and build from there. Excuse me, the question is, what any of these girls want to compete I think so. I think so. If the paycheck, if the paycheck's right, and they want to continue to build upon their uh, ability and maybe continue on what they did in the May Young Classic and really uh, make this a career, so be it. And if not, however, I mean, they had their 15 minutes of glory and they can go on to bigger and better things, but I think they want to continue to build upon what they did before. Certainly. Mm-hmm. And what we mentioned, we mentioned, of course, Kerry Sane, because she won the tournament. Or Shayna Baszler. Yeah, we know Ronda's friend's really good. Yes, you said Tessa Blanchard. Yep. Um, there are a couple ones we've mentioned before, too. I mentioned Piper Niven. Right, Piper Niven's tough as nails. Yeah, she's big. Yeah, huge girl, but let me tell you something. Spunk. Great talent, great yeah. talent. Yeah, has spunk. Yeah. Uh, I think her life says she competed against her friend in the tournament. Maybe, like I said, bring both of them in. Heck, you have yourself a... You, you have yourself a nice little tag team there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, there were so many. I mean, it's hard to name each and every one. I mean, all of them are equally, ta- equally talented. I mean, I would think, you know, if WWE had, I'm sure, the necessary resources, which I have no doubt in my mind that they do, I'm sure they would possibly try to sign every single one of these girls. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure, though, if you think about it, um, they probably may not be able to. I mean, that might be. Um, that that I mean, I'm not sure, but of course that uh, that could be that 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 could surprise everyone. I mean, you could see like these girls being funneled in in some way. You know, like you said, between NXT and maybe the main roster. I don't know, but like I said, I, you would think that the winner and the runner-up obviously would be offered at first. And then they would look down the town. They would look at all the matches and everything. Look at all the tapes and everything. And say, "Oh, we want to just let's let's try to get her. And let's try to get her. Let's try to get her." And you know, the question is, would they want to be signed? 
And some may even, some, some may even, you know, the uh, may even turn them down. I mean, it's been known to happen. Yep. So, so, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But I can't wait for a four horse women's versus, versus four, four horse crap. I, I, we said that too many times to get your tongue tied. <laughs> a four horse women versus a four horse women match. You know, like I said, Survivor Series. You know, that would be great. Royal Rumble would be great. WrestleMania would be, I think, the cream of the crop. I mean, but you would have to, like, you would have to see what they would, you would have to see what the, they they would want to do with that. But I hope they do something because it, it's hyped up now. It's fresh in everybody's mind. And WWE would be fools not to, not to push it forward. I'm glad that they're, I'm glad they're not putting it on the back burner. You do that, you're going to let you're going to let a good idea go stale. Like I'm sure they've had so many good ideas go stale. <laughs> so uh, we've probably heard a lot of great ones here, like I mentioned before. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But but I hope they do offer. I do hope that you get a lot of these girls from from this tournament in this because all of them deserve to compete in, in the WWE in, in some capacity. In my personal yep. opinion. So I will hope to get that here really really soon. Uh, well, speaking of IWNerd.com, of course, J.D. does that better. Yep. Uh, say it. Nerd! Thank you. <laughs> uh, I found another interesting thing I think I ought to read here, and I, of course, me and you, J.D., man, in here tonight, I want to get your your opinions on each one of these. Uh, what this is, we're talking about WrestleMania, 10, according to IWNerd.com, Ten WrestleMania facts that you might not know. Let's mm. let's read on about this, show. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> the first the first fact here we have here is Big Boss Man has an impressive WrestleMania record. That's one that's better than you could you would expect. Mm. And let me go and read this. Uh, the person that, of course, wrote this says, I thought I would start off this list by giving some props to recently announced WWE Hall of Famer, the Big Boss Man. The Boss Man had a 5-1 record at WrestleMania despite never being a main event guy. Hmm. And let me, and I'm sure you might remember some of these moments. Let me read them off here. At WrestleMania 5, Big Boss Man teamed up with Akeem to form the Twin Towers and they, as they defeated the Rockers, of course, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. At WrestleMania 6, Big Bossman defeated his old tag team partner, Akeem, in less than two minutes. Yes. At WrestleMania 7, Big Bossman defeated Mr. Perfect by DQ for the Intercontinental title. Still counts as a win, even though he did not get the title. I think this was one of the last few times we saw Andre. Yeah, Andre came out there in that match, too. Yeah, I think it was WrestleMania 6, however, when uh, the Colossal Connection, or what was it that mean Gene called him? Because I have this on DVD, and I'm going to have to watch it again tonight. Oh, yes, very good indeed. And, of course, Ted DiBiase also played a factor in that WrestleMania 6 match, too, if I remember that correctly. At WrestleMania 8, Big Boss Man teamed up with Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan to defeat the Nasty Boys, the Repo Man, and the Mountie. I do remember that. Big Boss Man suffered his first and only loss at WrestleMania 15 to The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. And there's no, of course, there's no shame in that whatsoever. And also at WrestleMania 2000, Big Bossman and Bull Buchanan defeated The Godfather and D'Lo Brown. A pretty solid record for a mid-card guy. J.D., what's your take here? Yeah, I mean, we think about it, though. I mean, compared to what he was in WCW and his Big Baba and Ray Trailer and The Boss, I mean, 
he has a pretty good uh, track record. Certainly, indeed. And of course, and of course, like I said, sadly, Big Bossman is one of those that we no longer have with us. Of course, a great competitor, and he's one that we truly miss in the wrestling world, indeed. <clears throat> WrestleMania fact that you might not know, number two, JD. WrestleMania two took place on a Monday. By news, only, yeah. only time in WWE history the event hasn't been on a Sunday. <laughs> Let me read this. WrestleMania two <coughs> is the only WrestleMania to ever take place on a Monday instead of Sunday night, which has become, of course, WWE tradition, obviously. Let's go ahead and read a little bit more. The event took place on April 7, 1986, in three separate arenas. The Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in New York, the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and, of course, the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena in Los Angeles. Each arena featured its own undercard and the main event. Also, they're saying, I couldn't find out why they chose to host this event on a Monday. If anyone has, has, an, idea, has an idea, of course, uh, leave, a comment, leave a comment right here. So interested to see that WrestleMania didn't place on a Sunday like we are used to. What's your take here, KD? Yeah, I remember that, actually. And, in fact, they talk about it on the True Story of WrestleMania DVD, however. That was the only time they would do it on a Monday, however. And, of course, uh, that was the only time also it did three different cities, if you remember, because at the time, however, they figured they would uh, do one better than uh, the NWA and the Crockett's, of course, who did uh, shows in 85 and 86, of course, in Atlanta and Greensboro, of course. And then, of course, that all changed, as we would see. Well, well, of course, indeed, indeed. Uh, WrestleMania fact, you might not know, number three. Kurt Angle lost two titles in the same WrestleMania without getting pinned. Hmm. A tough night for the Olympic gold medalist. I think I remember this. At WrestleMania 2000, Kurt Angle faced both Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit in a two-fall triple threat match. The first fall of the match was for Kurt's intercontinental title, and the second fall was of the match was for Kurt's European title. I think he didn't he call it the Euro Continental Championship or something because he had both points. Yeah. yeah. The funny part is he lost both titles without getting pinned. Benoit hit his signature diving headbutt on Jericho to win the first fall and the Intercontinental title. Jericho hit the Lion Salt to win the second fall and the European title. Tough luck for Kurt Angle who lost two titles in the same night without ever getting pinned. Uh, JD, you remember this? Uh, you remember this bout from WrestleMania 2000? Yeah, uh, he was in the. He was. Uh, he lost. lost yeah, it was WrestleMania 16. Actually, it was at the pond. I remember that was when Benoit went after his first title after leaving WCW, and of course Jericho had uh, arrived uh, the previous August Tower. So yes, I do remember that quite well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, what was odd enough, they called it WrestleMania 2000 and not WrestleMania 16, which of course that's that's what it was. I mean, anyway. So that was quite interesting. They didn't call it that. Yeah. But, hey. I think they were trying something new at the time for what, for what, for yeah, what I heard. So. Okay. Uh, the WrestleMania fact you might not know, number four. The Godfather has appeared at WrestleMania as four different characters. Papa Sungo's one. Right. Uh, of course, uh, Kama. Yeah, Kong Mustafa is a member of the nation. Yeah. That's right. The Godfather yeah. three. And what's number four? That's a good question. Let's read on here. We might be able to find out. Another WWE Hall of Fame inductee in 2016 
The Godfather appeared at WrestleMania as four different gimmicks or characters. At WrestleMania 9, he performed as Papa Shango, losing to Tito Santana in the opening match. Uh, <clears throat> and that match I didn't show in the actual WrestleMania. On, I people didn't probably see that particular match. But apparently, it, 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 they claimed it to be the opening one, even though we all saw the, op- the opener was, um, what, Tatanka and Shawn Michaels for the IC title? Yeah, yeah. Just like I said, I have. What's funny is I have three. Vo- I mean, I have one through five in volume one, volume two, six through ten, and then volume four. However, uh, which is two thousand and two thousand, or yeah, two thousand two thousand four. I do not have eleven through fifteen. However, but I have sixteen through twenty. Right. I have three of the four volumes in my stash. Oh wow! At WrestleMania eleven, as Kama, he was involved in sealing the Undertaker's signature urn. During his match against King Kong Bundy. That's when he melted down the urn. That's right. I remember that. And here we go. It was actually, as the Godfather, he appeared in a couple of WrestleMania matches. As the Okay, okay, I, I see what it is. I see what the fourth one is. Think, think, think about this. Okay, Papa Shango is one, right? Kama is two, right? right? Mm-hmm. The Godfather and the Good Father. That's right, the good father, right the censor. Right the censor. As a good father, remember, right the censor, he lost to Taz in the APA at WrestleMania. That's right. That's right. right. Pretty incredible that he competed in so many different games at WrestleMania. I guess that's why he is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, that's right. It was inducted last year. Your take on the Godfather here at WrestleMania. Uh, pretty good four for four, however, when you think about it. I mean, uh, Papa Shango was a little weird and creepy and bizarre, sort of like the Bohemian. Uh, Kama was a real good, hard-fought, tough gimmick, and sort of like a bodyguard, uh, uh, hard-ass, if you will. The Good Father, I never really was a fan of it that much. I did, was really, a, I really disliked the right to censor. It was not one of my favorite gimmicks. And the golf we all know about the hoe train, if you will. Right. Okay. In fact, you might not know number five, and this is going to this is going to shock you, JT. The Rock has lost every world title match he's ever been in at WrestleMania. Fourteen or fifteen? Well, this at at a WrestleMania. That is what this is talking about. He's lost every world title match he's ever been in. The Great One is not so great in title matches at WrestleMania. As incredible of a wrestling career that The Rock has had. Can you believe that he has lost every world title match he has involved in he has been involved in at WrestleMania? Let me run down that list right here. The Rock lost the WWF title to Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15. Triple H defeated The Rock, Mick Foley, and Big Show at WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000 in a fatal four-way elimination match for the WWF title. Triple H won after The Rock was betrayed by Vince McMahon. I remember that. Yes, I remember that. At WrestleMania 17, The Rock came up short again, losing his title once again to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's when Vince helped Austin, and that's when Austin turned back to heel for the first time since his early days of stunning Steve Austin. That's right, yes. That was in No, that was 68,000 in the Astrodome. 18, he beat Hogan. Or he, yeah, he beat Hogan. 19, he lost to Austin again, which was his farewell song. 20, he lost the tag team title match up the team with Mick Foley against Evolution. 
Uh, and then he took a break for a good while because I don't think he was in at WrestleMania at least till I think the time. I'm here with a, I'm ready to mention that next one right now. Over a decade later, of course, John Cena defeated The Rock at WrestleMania 29 for his WWE title. Yep. Yes. Uh, now, WrestleMania 17, obviously, this was shortly before the invasion angle took place, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, yes. And look back at The Rock's career and see that he never won a, won a WWE title match at the event. We just assumed that he had without thinking because he has, he is The Rock. What's your take on The Rock, J.D., not winning any world title matches at any WrestleMania at all? He may be electrifying, he might be all that, and then somebody... I mean, he can still put on some good Mania matches and decent Mania matches, but being shut out with a big goose egg, I mean, you know, having no wins, or El Bunkus, Zippo, Zilcho, Nada, Nathan Nada, Nathan Nada, Nathan Nada, Zippo, Bunkus, Zilch, uh... Wadoosh. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think about it, of all the records uh, he's done at WrestleMania and all the things, people he's been in the ring with. At WrestleMania, John Cena a couple times. I mean, Fatal 4-Way, twice with Austin. You think he would have at least picked up a win there. And uh, when it comes to mid-card feuds, I mean, he's uh, also, like I said, done okay with one, which was Hogan, of course, obviously, at Mania 18, which wasn't a bad match. It was a pretty decent, good, fairly decent entertaining match. 20, he had a half-decent, pretty good tag match with Mick Foley. Uh, against Evolution, but it's crazy. Uh, all the records he's done, he's never picked up that one big win, or never gotten a chance to hold on to the title, or at least uh, retained it somehow. Sure sure Number six here, uh, 10 WrestleMania facts you might not know. The Undertaker has beaten every member of Evolution at WrestleMania. Yep, that's true. The victims of the streak, yes. The Undertaker streak was a staple of WrestleMania for two decades, the Undertaker seemed to defeat every superstar possible until, of course, was ended by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. The Undertaker went 21-1 and and defeated 18 different opponents during the legendary streak. Six of the 21 wins came against the faction Evolution, with all four members, of course, Ric Flair, Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton, falling to the dead man. Undertaker defeated Ric Flair at WrestleMania 18. Undertaker defeated Randy Orton at WrestleMania 21. Undertaker defeated Batista at WrestleMania 23. Triple H was defeated by The Undertaker three times at WrestleMania, numbers 17, 27, and 28. What do you think about this record? Defeating every member of Evolution, J.D.? That's pretty crazy. He's defeated uh, uh, Hunter twice. He's defeated Flair. Uh, I think he's faced Flair once, right? He defeated Flair once. Hunter twice. Orton once, Batista once, and Triple H three times. Oh, that's right. Yeah, three times he's on Hunter. 17, or 28, 17, I forget the other one. 27, I think that was. Uh, Flair was at 18. I remember that because that's when they tried to get David Flair involved. And David was training down in the OVW system. I think at the time we were just breaking into the elemental. And they were supposed to bring him in, uh, actually, for a Raw SmackDown to try to start the... Yeah. Uh, make sure to build up that thing with him and uh, Rick at Mania 18 at the time because uh, Rick uh, David was down there. Uh, Batista, of course, Blue Tista, whatever you call him. And then, of course, the Viper, uh, he's had an issue with Tavala at WrestleMania, which is pretty crazy. But uh, 
They're also talking about uh, him going to the Hall of Fame next year, uh, referring to The Undertaker or Batista. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, I did mention it last night. I'll mention it again. They are still talking about it. I don't know if they're going to do it, though. But I don't know why you would do it at Survivor Series. You could wait until maybe, like I said, next year, start to build up for the Rumble or after the Rumble between Taker and uh, Cena. But now it's like we might have that match maybe at Survivor Series in November. I can't wait. Well, that would be something I definitely would like to see. Well, we'll have to see what happens next Sunday because I'll tell you the war between, I mean, obviously, war Roman and Dodd. Uh, now, here's a question. Maybe we'll ask this next week, obviously, and I'll bring it up now. I'm sure everyone's going to get your opinion. Do you do, if you're the booking team right now, what would you put as your main event? Would you put Cena and Roman, or would you put Brock and Braun as your main event next week? I would say you put Brock and Braun, but I would also say you put Cena and Roman on maybe as your semi main event. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But again, that's just me. And you talking about you know which one are you which one are you talking about here? Um, no mercy next week. No mercy. So you say either Cena and versus Rain or Brock versus Braun? Yeah. What would you close it out with? I think Brock versus Braun. Yeah. I Why would. not? Two big two big guys like that. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, you know how long that match could take between these two big fellas? Fifteen I mean, twenty minutes maybe, and then with yeah. Cena and Cena with uh. Roman could go 12, 15 minutes, maybe. Possibly 20. Maybe, maybe put Cena versus Reigns maybe two match, two or three matches before, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I mean, you, you know what WWE is going to do. They're, they're, they're going to do what they want and put some, a match as the main event that doesn't deserve to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. But so. the problem but, but would be, I mean, hopefully this week they have a good idea with the go-home show. I mean, like I said, we haven't heard any matches. We've only heard one match so far for San Jose Monday, but we haven't heard yet if uh, Brock's going to be there this Monday. If they're smart, however, you, I mean, this week since Cena and Roman had their three weeks of uh, banter, let's see this week, however, close it down style. If Brock and Heyman are there, or, in, or if they're invited to Raw this Monday, which I haven't heard yet if they are or not, however, to San Jose, I'd say this week you close it out with those two and really give that last big push to No Mercy and sell right there. You have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's... Uh, absolutely, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go with that route. I mean, Brock versus Braun. I mean, two two things. First off, we got two of the biggest guys in WWE right now. Um, you know, going against each other. First off, it's going to be a title match, uh, which makes it that much more sweeter. And they'd be a fool not to put this match at the main event, even if they put it at the next, the last match, and all that. It still wouldn't. That still wouldn't seem right. I mean, they have to put this as the very last one, in my personal opinion. So I hope that they do. I mean, but of course, you know they're going to probably not not listen. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans out there are saying that. But the thing is, you know, they're going not going to listen to the fans. They're going to do whatever they want to, and you, pay-per-view is going to turn out to probably be a big bust if they do if they go that route. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, <clears throat> Uh, number seven on the WrestleMania section that you might not know. Um, hmm. Well, like I said, you. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, number seven, let me go ahead and mention this. Believe it or not, of course, we consider this man, of course, Mr. WrestleMania, of course, we're talking about here. But believe it or not, Shawn Michaels 
has the most losses in WrestleMania history. Now, let me go ahead and read this. This is this is this is this is interesting. For being considered one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and also Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels has a lousy record at the event with only six wins, but eleven losses. What is it? Shawn Michaels has the most losses in WrestleMania history. But how many wins you said? Six wins and eleven losses. Six and eleven. Wow. Yes, his eleven losses places him on first on the list of most WrestleMania most WrestleMania losses in history. Of course, we know his nickname derived from his performances during the event rather than his win loss record. But it is still interesting to see how many losses he has. Let me let, let, let me run let me run him down here and see what you think about this. As you mentioned before, WrestleMania five, of course, the Twin Towers, Bossman and Akeem defeated the Rockers. Of course, when Shawn Michaels was part of that group. WrestleMania 6, the Orient Express defeated the Rockers in that match. WrestleMania 9, Tonka defeated Shawn Michaels with DQ, of course, for the IC title. Uh, WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon defeated Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 11, Diesel defeated Shawn Michaels. Uh, WrestleMania 14, Steve Austin defeated Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 20, Chris Benoit defeated Shawn Michaels and Triple H, of course, a big triple threat match there. WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle defeated Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 23, John Cena defeated Shawn Michaels. And WrestleMania's 25 and 26, Undertaker defeated Shawn Michaels. Huh. What do you think about the, about the movie? Calling Mr. WrestleMania, but he has is number one on the list of most losses in WrestleMania history. What do you think about this, dude? That's pretty crazy when you think about it, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, they say, though, the reason why he's called Mr. WrestleMania is because of his performances at WrestleMania. Yeah. Not because of the, of the record, which I mean, I'm glad, though, obviously. But, I mean, that really shocked the heck out of me. A Hall of Famer, too, and everything. Um, but, of course, like I said, he, I mean, I mean, that's kind of surpassed, if you think about it, with all the other big-time wins he had. Of course, the biggest one I'm sure he ever had was, of course, I, I said the WrestleMania 11, he, that he was defeated by Diesel, and WrestleMania um, ten, and ten, well, t- yeah. Well, I, well, what I'm, well, what I mean is, is that uh, he didn't compete at thirteen, obviously, because he was injured. Twelve but, was uh, the between match. eleven and yeah, between eleven and fourteen. There, you know, he had the, the biggest, the big, biggest win of his career was obviously when he defeated Bret Hart in the Iron Man match. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but to have all those other losses, I mean, I mean, get some good opponents too. I mean, yeah. What did we say? Ben, we would say Benoit, you know, in the triple threat there. Uh-huh. We defeated him twice, the last two. Jericho last in 19. Angle in Jericho. 21. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, these are for some great matches here. Uh-huh. And Shawn Michaels put together a good a good game plan for all of them. But, uh, but no, no. I mean, despite despite you know, I mean, staggering, you know, having all these losses though. Um, but uh, but still, like I said, one of the greatest performances, in my personal. Uh, <clears throat> uh, number eight on the number eight on the list of um, on the WrestleMania facts that you might not know. Believe it or not, Rob Van Dam 
currently holds the longest active undefeated WrestleMania streak. Do you believe that? And let me read this. Let me see what you're thinking about this. When the Undertaker streak ended at WrestleMania 30, it ended more than a two-decade-long winning streak, of course. Since the Undertaker suffered his first loss in the event, someone has claimed glory as the highest current WrestleMania undefeated streak. That person, believe it or not, is Rob Van Dam, who is a perfect 4-0 and at the event. Even though RVD will never get anywhere close to breaking the Undertaker record of 21 wins without a loss, his record is still impressive. Let me read down some of the matches that we have right here. RVD defeated William Regal at WrestleMania 18 for the IC title. At WrestleMania 20, Booker T and Rob Van Dam defeated Garrison Cade and Mark Jindrak. The Dudley Boys and La Resistance defend their tag team titles. At WrestleMania 22, RVD defeated Shelton Benjamin, Ric Flair, Finley, Matt Hardy, and Bobby Lashley to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. And at WrestleMania 23, the ECW Originals, of course, RVD, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and Sandman, defeated the new breed, Elijah Burke, Marcus Corvon, Matt Stryker, and Kevin Thorne. Uh, now, like we said, you know, um, as it says right here, of course, RVD may not be able to reach that street that the Undertaker um, compiled, but now him taking the glory, him uh, being given that title of, you know, uh, the most wins at a WrestleMania without a loss there, J.D., with only four. I mean, RVD, that's not that's not too bad. So I'm taking over the top spot from the legendary dead man. Yeah. So, very impressive there indeed. <clears throat> and let me see here. Hmm. Rob Van Dam, the whole fucking show? Well, there she... Well... Yes, indeed, what we were talking about here, and ladies and gentlemen, and then... Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Finally got through. Finally. I don't know what yeah, the hell happened. Michelle. I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what it does... Well, why, it's, why, it's doing, why I did that either there, Michelle. I mean, I have to... Let me, let me revamp my... Uh, let me revamp my uh, thing right here, and while you're talk, then while we're talking here, I'll I'll uh, fix this up. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> now on the line here with us, of course, uh, she goes by several nicknames here in the radio network. Of course, we of course know her as as the uh, <clears throat> as the Black Widow. Of course, also the first lady of professional wrestling. Also part of the group known as, of course, King Classy. Also, of course, uh, known uh, from uh, of course WWS Attitude Radio. Also, of course, <laughs> is part of the NWO Madness Kingdom from WWS Wrestling Debate, and um, as well as, of course, uh, Top Heel Inc. And also, of course, uh, also, of course, also part of the FW Main Event and WWS Women's Revolution. She's also the first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She is the M to the L to the D, ladies and gentlemen. She is the one and the only Michelle Lynn Dodd is now made it on here with us, Michelle. Uh, welcome to episode 387, of course, of Revolution. Hola, people. What we were talking about here is a court to IWNerd.com of 10 WrestleMania facts that you might not know. And we're already at number nine. Now, number eight was what we were talking about RVD. 
was that, believe it or not, that now he holds the current undefeated WrestleMania streak. Nice. With only four, well, four wins without a loss, but I mean, of course, not as big as the Undertaker had, but of course, now someone had to take over the role. So obviously, whoa, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're at number nine right here, and then I'll get with Michelle's and JD's thoughts on this right here. Number nine here, WrestleMania 27 was the first and only WrestleMania to not have a title change hands. Believe it or not. And then we go ahead and read them all off here. You might find this. And this is, these are all the matches. These are the matches that are here from WrestleMania 27. Uh, <clears throat> Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan ended in a no contest with a U.S. title. Edge defeated Alberto Del Rio to retain his world heavyweight title. And The Miz defeated John Cena to retain his WWE title. WrestleMania is usually a place where we see big title changes and moments. Pretty interesting that not a single one changed hands that night. Uh, Michelle, your take on uh, on this? Well, I'm getting bit by a mosquito, number one. Bastard. Oh. Um, uh, awesome. I mean... <laughs> no pun intended, JD. Speaking of the Miz, but yeah, I mean, great history. Uh-huh. JD, your take on that? The WrestleMania 27 being the only one that did not see a title change. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was the only one that didn't change. How I think it's one of the very few in history. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> and the number and, the, and number ten WrestleMania fans you might not know. Let me ask Michelle real quick, uh, non-WWE player, real quick. Uh, obviously, she weighs in her opinion on this quite a bit. Uh, what were your thoughts about Global Force last night, Michelle, and the whole Bobby Lashley thing? Oh, I'm going to get to that. Don't you worry. Uh-oh. Buckle up. It's Friday night. Oh, we know yeah. We're going to go a little bit overtime on this. So we really want to hear this. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Number 10 here, and y'all might find this quite interesting. I'm sure y'all will remember this. WrestleMania One is the only WrestleMania that didn't that did not feature a world title match. Yeah, that's right. After, after thirty two WrestleManias, only WrestleMania number one remains as the only one not to feature a world title match. Of course, at the time, the champion Hulk Hogan is said was in a tag team match as the main event. As y'all know, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T defeated Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff with Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson as guest referees. A lot of star power in that ring, but no world title was on the line. Since the first event, WWE's World Championship has been defended at the event every single year. The WWE Championship match has become a staple of the event, but it didn't start until WrestleMania 2. So, Michelle, what's your take on this? WrestleMania 1 still being the only one, the very first one, the only one not featuring an actual world title match. Now, that's totally crazy, honestly, but that's badass in the same aspect. Indeed. Of course, the women's title and the tag titles were, and well, well, the IC belt, the tag titles, and the women's belt was defended that night, I believe. Yes. But I think two out of three actually changing hands. I'm not mistaken. J.D., you're taking us on, on WrestleMania 1 still being the only one world title match. Pretty crazy when you think about it, however. I mean, you had the tag title switch hands, however. And then, of course, you had the women's title change hands. It was supposed to be 
uh, the IC title too, but because it ended in a count out and a reversal decision, we saw what happened with the Valentine JYD match too. So there would have been right. four on that memorable show, however. But it well, been, there was three title matches, but then only two out of the three changed hands. Yeah, but it would have been four though. Four. I mean, four, there were four matches total, but yeah, two out of the three did change. But there could have been two more changing hands. Like I said, the IC title, however, which was the Valentine JYD match. And of course, uh, the, I mean, they didn't have the title matchup, obviously, but Hogan in the main event, though. Right, right. Uh, that's understandable. Of course, Wendy Richter became the new women's title holder, and the team of Volkov and the Iron Sheet became the new tag team. Remember that? Yeah, Iran number one, Iran number one. <laughs> USA, pull, pull, pull. Yeah, pull, pull. <laughs> yeah, okay. Michelle, this is just Rosie, and I hate what they talk about that. That's that stupid me. You scared oh, the shit me. <laughs> the fashion plate of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, pencil on that gig. <laughs> somebody has got to send our impressions to somebody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish someone would send our impressions to somebody, especially WWE, saying, uh, hey, would you, uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, uh, this, that, all this sounds good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey, where where are these where where are these guys located at? We got we got to find these guys. We I should uh, hire them to be our new booking team. There you go. Oh, by the way, there was also uh, Michelle. After the show, if you could stay on for just a little bit, if possible, there was one thing I wanted to ask. I've been thinking about this all week, but I'll talk I didn't about do it. No, 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 no. It's something I wanted to ask, but I'm going to after the show. Just stick around for just after the show. Well, it will be on for a little bit, because right now, of course, uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to go past the 11 o'clock out here of Revolution here, folks. Episode 37, of course, our live video from ECWUS. This is extreme. Uh, <clears throat> Facebook.com forward slash ECWUS extreme rules. One seven two four 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 pounds. September 15, 2017. Of course, I had the Iceman, J.D. Jared and now the Michelle Lynn Dodds has now also joined us. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, to hear what I have been waiting for a long time to say, and I have not said this in a long time, it is time, yes, once again, for a little more spinning of the Widow's Whip. <laughs> oh, I, like, oh, I know, nice. Oh, of, before we get to spinning it, Speaking of extreme, Michelle, I'm sure you've watched it, maybe didn't. Did you watch Total Bellas the other night? Not yet. It wasn't bad, let's say. It was a little bit better, I thought, than last week, let's say. It was okay. It could have been better, I thought. But that's just me. And now let's hear what she has to say. Michelle? Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. As everyone on this panel knows, I am the biggest TNA, which is now Global Force Wrestling fan on this panel. I am I'm happy about the fact that John Morrison, Johnny Impact, is back. And well, I mean he's Fuck, let me start over. Got a new name. I'm glad that he's in Global Force. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's phenomenal talent. Amazing. Um, Matt Seidel as well. I'm I'm glad he's on there. Um, 
Johnny Impact's girlfriend made a fiance, whatever she is, made her debut last week. She wrestled again last night. The bitch is badass. She's mm. one that you definitely want to look out for because when she's coming for you, she's coming for your ass and she's going to beat you. Uh-huh. And she's she's got some sweet ass moves. Um so to reflect upon what JD said, uh the whole Bobby Lashley thing, um number one, I'm a Bobby Lashley fan as everybody knows here. Um number two, I think Bobby Lashley is very <coughs> very wonderful talent, always has been, always will be. I love him in, in the MMA. Um, he's a great competitor. He's a great person. On and on and on. Uh, but last night, as JD blew the damn spoiler, not just kidding, um, he asked for his release from Global Force Wrestling because last week Jim Cornette told him to make the decision whether he was going to finish his professional wrestling career out or was he going to go back to MMA because whatever that retard's name is, that he was with, I can't think of his name now, um, Lambert is his last name, I can't remember his first name, um, but, yeah, so, he came on with him and his little buddies from MMA, and they're all, like, trying to intimidate Cornette, and he said that his, he, he was more wanted, and he had more friends in the MMA, and that he wanted his release. And Jim Cornette told him that, you know, he was great talent, hated to lose him. But if he was going to ask for his release, and he definitely did want it, that he would have to go to the ring and he would have to face Moose because Moose was pissed off at him about something. I yet to figure out what the hell that was about. Um, so here's my thing. Bobby Lashley is great talent. Bobby Lashley is a great MMA fighter. I want to see Bobby and Brock go head-to-head. But my thing is that I think why he did what he did last night was, one, I think he needs a break from professional wrestling, which I understand. I get that. Um, And, you know, if he wants to go do a little MMA or whatever, I don't think he really fully asked for his release. I think they're just letting him do this to blow off steam and smoke or whatever. But, the thing that pissed me off the most is that he had to bring his little bitch buddies in with him about it and make this big spectacle. He's attacking people back they're attacking people backstage, in the ring, you know, on and on and on. And it's just it got a little bit ridiculous and, and way, way the hell out of hand. Um like I said, I support Bobby on whatever he does. I think he's he's really great in both. But the way they went about that and, you know, made they basically made Bobby Lashley look like a jackass in my eyes because he had went into the ring with Moose and then those dudes said, well, we're leaving, you know, you just come back home when you're done. And when he was fighting him and then things got out of hand and Bobby was basically getting his ass whooped, here they come. And they started beating the shit out of Moose and, you know, all that. And then all hell broke loose. Um, I, I don't understand why Moose is still there, honestly, to to be truthful with you. I don't know why the hell EC3 has the fucking uh, grand champion. I don't get that. I, I don't. 
I, I, I respect him, but I've never been a big fan of EC3. I think he's a little punk bitch. And he's really making himself look more and more like a punk bitch every freaking week. Um, let's see. Oh, number one contenders match was Loki versus Johnny Impact, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal, really, really good match between those two. Those two dudes gave it their all. Um, and, of course, Johnny Impact beat him, which I knew that was going to happen. I was hoping anyways. So now he gets to go face my other boy, Eli Drake, for the title. Well, as soon as they figured that out, of course, Eli Drake and Chris Adonis came out, and they started beating the shit out of him. And some other people came out, and I need to go back and watch it because I was half asleep. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, I have no idea who they are. I know that they're from the AWA, I believe, A or AAA. They're from something. I'm not really sure. AWA, maybe, I think. I don't know. Um, but, dude, I don't know who he was, but that some bitch, I would not want to mess with him. He, he was something else. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know who he is, but he was, he was pretty, pretty right on. Um, so word is, is that Alberto Del Rio will be back at Global Force in November. Uh, apparently his little suspension time or whatever it is that he's doing, Family time or whatever the hell it is he's doing uh, ends then, and then he'll be back. I'm like, oh, yay, hoorah. Um, I could do without him, <clears throat> honestly. Um, let's see. Sonya Dutt is still the uh, X Division champion. That didn't change. Uh, blah, 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 blah. EC3 is still the grand champion. That didn't change. I really want it to change. Um, I really want to see Johnny Impact hold some kind of gold in this. Um, but I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But overall, it was an okay show. I think last week was better. Um, like I said, you know, Johnny Impact's fiance, I think, is what she is. She debuted last week, and I'm telling you what, I'm serious. She is the equivalent equal to Charlotte Flair. She's got the body. She's got the um, arms like Charlotte, except I think her arms is maybe a little bit bigger. Her freaking thigh muscles are, like, ginormous for a woman, and her moves are out of this freaking world. I mean, she is a fast-moving bitch. She's from Colombia, and, you know, honestly, as fast as she moves stuff, I thought she was from, like, Japan or, you know, China or something like that, because, you know, she really can move, and I really see her as the women's champ for Global Force um, very soon. Uh, She basically went backstage and pulled Karen Jarrett out of her chair. And said, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see what I just did in the ring? And she said, yes, get your hands off of me, of course. And and she's like, um, don't worry, I'm coming for him. And she shoved her and walked away. And I was like, oh, this girl, I like her. She's got 
bitch mode written all over her, uh-huh. and that's right up my alley because I like that kind of shit. Um, I mean, in a woman's wrestler, because that's how Charlotte Flair is when she plays heel. She don't yeah. give two shit. She's just like her dad. You know, the whole heel mentality comes out, and she's just like, ah, you know, next. And I, this is what this girl's mentality is. I can't think of her damn name. Um, Tanya, Tan- I don't know. Something. I have to look do it up. Care, I can't remember. Do you think in a way, though, I'm going to ask you, Michelle, that play Karen uh, Jared is, she's like Dixie, playing the Dixie role to the T a little? No. I think Karen Jarrett will stay in her ground more than Dixie Carter ever did. I think what she says goes, obviously. Uh. And she's not going to back down from nobody. And if you don't like it, get the hell out of her arena. And that's the way she's made. But, you know, there's something I've noticed because when it was TNA, you never heard much cussing. You never heard hardly any. Global Force now? I mean, Low Key's calling Johnny Impact a bitch. And, Uh you know... The one dude last night against EC3, he dropped the F-bomb against him, and they didn't catch it in time, and uh-huh. it aired. Well, and I'm sitting here going, the, what the, the hell? Stuff. Yeah, I just heard now, apparently, I guess, according to reports now, it looks like GFW is going to hold Bound for Glory in Canada. Yeah. In the Toronto area. I think that was my next thing. Yeah. Um, but, I love Bound for Glory. I think that's always a great pay-per-view for them. I'm hoping this time... <clears throat> that it will be another good pay-per-view because the last one that I saw, which was what last year, yeah, last year, it was it was pretty good. It it wasn't you know too bad, but it was pretty right. good. I mean, hell, it was better than freaking the damn WWE pay-per-view at the time, and that's sad. That doesn't say much, really. Not selling itself. Cause, yeah, because you know, I mean, like TNA at that time was like the little corporation, you know, compared to. WWE and NXT and ROH and, you know, all that. So, you know, it's just, uh, I I don't know. I just, uh, and I mean, NXT's getting really, really good and a lot better. They're starting to get some amazing talent in there, which is good because I that's what they need right now. That. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Let's bring him. Let's. I'm, I'm table. Let's bring the man in right now. Yes. <clears throat> he is Sorry, I interrupted you, but I had to say Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, he is the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCW. He's also a 2014 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He is the one. Oh yes, he is the only. Indeed, he is the king. NWO, GTS himself, and one of the only, Gerard T. Smith, has now made it on. Welcome to 387 of Revolutionary GTS. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, Gerard. Hey, MLD. Two things. One, right. what the hell is Johnny Impact's fiance's name? Era something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Second thing, uh, fuck, I don't remember what it was now. It'll come to me. I'll tell you when I think of it. All right. Yeah. That's a, <clears throat> a great widow's web there, Michelle, indeed. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> uh, we thank you, like I said, very much as always. 
Uh, we're going we're going to key right on into overtime here, ladies and gentlemen. Three eighty seven revolution. Uh, we're first off with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice from the show, if you will. Very classy. <laughs> yeah, real ladylike. <laughs> well, hey, 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 hey! It's just Friday night. We we go a little crazy here. It's all right. We can we can do stuff like that because why? Because we can. Yes. And also, I can do this. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, anyway. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, why don't we ask Gerard and Michelle what you, you talked about earlier, about the whole uh, horsewoman thing. I'll be back. Yes. Yeah, let, let, let's ask that, that, that opinion here. Uh, Gerard, I'll ask, you, I'll ask you this first. Your thoughts on the whole full horsewoman thing, where do you think they're going to go with this angle? Well, uh, I heard JD said they're going to scrap it all, so uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, I think they're going to sign that uh, chick uh, that was in the finals. I don't know her name. I can't pronounce it anyway. So. Caesar. Caesar, yeah, her. And, uh, I think they're signing uh, Rhonda soon, or if they already did. Uh, you know, and I think they'll sign the other two probably. And, uh, you know, they signed a lot of the, the ladies from uh, the May Young Classic. So uh, NXT is looking pretty uh, pretty interesting right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let me mention, before I ask Michelle this, let me mention this to you, Mark. Everyone thought that they were going to scrap the full horsewomen thing. But, of course, I read something on IWNerd.com just a little while ago about this. They're saying that the reason why that this didn't take place during the finale of the main Young Classic was they thought it was going to overshadow the fact that of Kerry Sane winning the tournament. They wanted to focus on that before they did anything having to do with the full horsewomen thing. But the idea they said now is not – and that was the reason. It wasn't because – they were scrapping the idea. They apparently seemed to like the idea, from what I've heard. So it looks like it may happen. Um, Michelle, any takes on the on the four horsewomen situation? I'm all for it. Um, I like Ronda Rousey. I'm not like a huge fan of hers or nothing, but <laughs> she's really good and. Uh, my thing is, is that a lot of people say, oh, Brock, you know, he fights MMA style, blah, blah. Well, you know what? It's in their blood, so it's kind of hard to get past it. Same thing with Ronda. She's going to bring that shit to the, you know, the squared ring, you know, octagon versus squared ring. She's going to bring it in there. I think this is the heat the WWE needs right now. And I say I'm all for Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Let's bring it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I did hear that Ronda Rousey did sign with WWE and they're in talks with the girl, the other girl that didn't win the Shayna or whatever her name is. They are in Thanks. talks with her and uh, they are in talks with uh Tony storm as well. Well, you would think though that the May that's from the May young class, you would think they would talk to the girl that won it and also at least the runner up. But do you, I was going to ask that next question. You are, let me ask you this first. Other than these these two ladies, they're in the runner-up of the May Young Classic. Who else from this do you see them signing? 
Well, apparently they signed a few of them, so uh, they have signed a few of them. So uh, I say sign them all. Um, yeah. Let them all be uh, a part of NXT because uh, they're all great ladies and uh, they're great athletes. So yeah. it could only help NXT out more, and it will help out uh, Raw and SmackDown later on. So. I'm all for it. And you said they have already signed a few. Was one of them Piper Niven by any chance, to your knowledge? I think so. That girl is big, but that girl is tough as nails, what I heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle, your your take on the uh, on this, uh, I mean, Gerard's saying that they've already signed a few from the Mae Young Classic. <laughs> I, mean, anybody, I mean, anybody out of there in particular that you would like to see compete? WWE? Uh, I, I really didn't watch all of it, but I saw a lot of clips, and Tony Storm is pretty freaking impressive. Uh, yes. The girl, you know, she's tough. She's strong. Candice LeRae, well, I mean, she's in NXT, but she's very good, too. Jade, I, I don't understand why they eliminated her in the second round, because Jade is very good. Um. I really don't know any of the other ones, but you know, the more the merrier. And I mean, these, you know, a lot of those women have mad talent on there. And the ones that are kind of, you know, rough around the edges or whatever, train them. I mean, you're going to have to do that anyways. You can, you know, make them what they need to be. That's uh-huh. just, you know, it never hurts to have. I- I'd rather see all the rosters be full than them to be half ass empty. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, George, and like I said, I don't know if you know, you said that they, like I said, you did say that they did sign a few from this. Was another one by any chance, and this is one that, one that has been mentioned in our circles here ever since we've been talking about the May Young Classic. Was one of them Tessa Blanchard? Well, they're in talks with her. They want to get her signed. She hasn't been signed yet, but they're trying to. Trying to. Her dad being a Hall of Famer, of course, with legendary Tully Blanchard. I mean, why not? I mean, that would make sense, right? I mean, if Charlotte, you know, Charlotte's in there, you know, Ric Flair's daughter, why not put Tully's daughter in there? I mean, it makes sense. Yep. We're down the road there, so. Uh, guys, while y'all were talking, and um, like I said, great discussions here, I actually found if everyone's game here, would everyone care for – would everyone care for a round of Wrestling Jeopardy? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. JD? I'm definitely in for sure. And just okay. to give you guys an update, non-wrestling related, the streak is finally over. Cleveland's 22-game winning streak came up a little short tonight. But they won 22 out of 23, so uh, they almost won it again tonight, but they came up one run short, so 22-1 and one in the last 23. Well, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big discussion after this, this year's baseball season. Oh, by far. I mean, if they don't win the World Series this year, something's not right. I'm sorry. I mean, they're the hottest team in baseball right now. I mean, it was LA like all this year, and then all of a sudden, kaboom! Next thing you know, how are the Indians the last two and a half, three weeks have gone like madass crazy? Certainly, indeed. Indeed. Well, let's um, let me see here. Let me fix this up. This is not one of my 
Jeopardy things, by the way. I have not really had a chance to really um, um, to, to make any more here recently. This is an older one I found, so it may not be completely up to date. I think it was made sometime last year. So this is somebody else's doing, not mine. Uh, the, the amounts are between are 50, 100, 150, 200, and 250. The categories are superstars, finishers, tag teams, Royal Rumble winners, and managers. Huh. Now, Ooh, I like. I, okay. Well, the superstars one, I think what it is, is that they show their, their, the, 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 their catchphrase, and you have to guess who the superstar is that says that, obviously. Ooh, I like. So I think that's correct. All right, Gerard, my man, start her off. Which one would you like, and we'll go for it. We are the bar, Gerard. Go. We are the bar. <laughs> I like it. Um, huh. There's a lot I like. Uh, I'm going to go finishers for the top one. 250, already off the dot for finishers. Here we go. 619. <laughs> That's Ray. <laughs> oh, what is Ray Mysterio? Yep, even though they misspelled it on here, yes, that is correct. That is Ray Mysterio. But we, we know what it is, anyway. GTS main man right there in the MLD, you're up next. Hola. I'm gonna do um superstars for the same amount. For two fifty for superstars? Yeah. Okay. Give me a second here while I pull it up here. Uh sorry about that. Have a nice day. <laughs> Mick Foley. What is Mick Foley? Sorry. <laughs> Or, like I said, I will take that, of course, Mankind, but, of course, we all know Mick. Yes, same thing. <clears throat> J.D., you're up next. I'll start with managers for the first one. Managers for 50. Undertaker. Old man. Oh, yes! <laughs> Who is Percival Pringle III, better known to you all as Paul Bear. Absolutely right. When I saw that, I said, oh, no, don't tell me he's... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. no! GTS, <laughs> you're back up, my man. Well, my good friend, I'm going to go with Spencer's for the next one, whatever's next. Yeah, he wants to go... He wants to start with the big amount. He's going for finishers for 200 and here it is. <laughs> the attitude adjustment. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Nikki Bella's fuck buddy, John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> you, but you can hear me, you can, smart, but you can't see you can, me. <laughs> you can hear my guest. Yeah. I hope. GTS is correct, Corey. It was, in fact. Of course, I would have taken GTS before you said John. I would have taken what you first said. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MLD, you're up next. <laughs> I'm going to do Superstars 200. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> what is the motherfucking Miz? <laughs> we knew that was coming. We knew that was coming sooner or later. Oh, 
All right. Uh, give me. Uh, what's the first category again? Uh, one of uh, superstars. Yeah, give me superstars. No, no, stay out of my category. All right, give me that for the next highest one. <laughs> you want super? You want superstars for the for the for the highest one that's available? Yes. Which is one fifty. Yes. And it is big red monster. What is I am Kane? <laughs> And no, J.D., it's not in your pants either. Whoa! Okay. I guess her. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad taste, if you read it. Uh, yeah, that was a okay. okay, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I meant to, that was, that's the one I monster. I'm sorry. I got that confused. GTS, you're up next. Well, we're going to go with the next Finisher for the next category. <laughs> next out there, 150 for finishers. Here it is at the zigzag. That would be, or what is Dolph Ziggler? Yes, it is. AKA, the, AKA, of course, as we saw him on SmackDown Live this past week, the ultimate Bailey. <laughs> yeah. And like I was, said, yeah, like I said, Dana War is ready to kick his sorry little ass, however, after he insulted him, however. And that, I gotta say, that's horrible that he's doing uh, yeah. that. They could do so much more with him. I don't know what the hell they're doing with him, but. Yeah. Knock that's it off, I Unbelievable. Uh, Michelle, you're uh, up. Excuse me. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Superstars, the next one says JD intervened in my damn category. Uh oh. She's coming for you, JD. You better oh, run. Lock, lock that window, lock that door, man. <laughs> Superstars, 100. Oh, Dead Man. What is The Undertaker? I thought you were going to say JD. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, and yes, that is correct. That is the Undertaker. I, I would have accepted JD though. That would have been hilarious. I'm just picking with JD. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> give me managers for the next one. Uh, you want the next? You want the highest one, or you want the next? The highest one, up? one. Yeah, I'll do the highest one this time. Okay, for two fifty managers, Rusev. What is? The- the lady Russian herself, Lana, who should be out of the WWE altogether. You're absolutely right, it is Lana. GTS, you're up again. Next one for finishers, my man. 100 for finishers. Oh boy, this is going to be something. The spear. Well, that could be more than one. Oh wait, this is going to be a question. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all they got. They didn't. That, uh, whatever you say, GTS. Of course, I'll tell you. I'll be surprised as to what they say here. But whatever you say, I, of course, we'll go ahead and tell you. Well, <laughs> well, you know what they probably have. I'm gonna say this. What they probably have is Goldberg, but the best spear in the business is Edge. So yes. I'll just go with that. I would agree. The answer is, well, believe it or not, y'all going to be shocking. Goldberg is not on this. On this. Roman Reigns. 
Roman Reigns and Edge are the two answers for the oh, God. Oh, my God. But, but you know how they spelled, and I know, I know we talk about Roman Reigns all the time. You know how they got Roman Reigns spelled in this? Y'all going to find this funny. R-O-M-I-N, wrote for Roman, and Reigns, they got spelled R-E-A-I-N-S. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah whoever put this together, I mean, they just go by how it sounds, not how it's spelled. But it, it should be hyphenated by Roman's name saying John Cena buried me on Raw. <laughs> Gerard, I'm going to say you were right, because you did say Edge. So we're, I'm going to say you were right on this Yay! Yes, indeed. Um, but but Gerard, I would agree. I'm a, I, everyone knows on here. Like I said, I'm a Goldberg nut. But I will agree that Edge has delivered a little bit more of an impact than maybe even Goldberg's, in my personal opinion. But I do agree with that. Uh, Michelle, you're up next. Superstars, next one. And the very last one in the ca- in the category for fifty. And if I can get it pulled up here, we'll, we will go ahead and get yes. And the answer is, oh Lord, you can't see me. <laughs> oh fuck! What is John? What is John Cena? You're absolutely right. It is John Cena. That's what he felt okay. says after a night. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and Superstars has now officially been cleaned out. So, all right, JD, you're up next. All right. What was the second one after Superstars? Uh, uh, that's GTS's territory. You don't want to all just right. let him. All right, I'll pass it. You haven't been touched, though. You got well, still got managers for 100, 150, and 200. You, but you also have tag teams and Royal Rumble winners you for 50. Tag teams for the highest one. For 250 for tag teams, in, okay? Okay, this saying who teamed up with this person. This is what this is asking here, okay? Kane. Who is the Undertaker? You're absolutely right. It's the Undertaker. All right, GTS, I assume, I think you might want the last one in finishers. Is that correct, my man? Yeah. Okay. And soon. The answer is <laughs> the tombstone. The Undertaker. What is the Undertaker? And also, I would have accepted Kane as well. I got both of them. Hmm. All right, superstars and signatures are gone. It's uh, tag teams 50, 100, 150, and 200. Royal Rumble winners 50 through 250. And managers 100, 150, and 200, didn't uh, Tag teams for 50, I guess. For 50? <laughs> hey. Stardust. Oh! Oh. Um. Well, I mean, it has to be his brother. What is Dustin Rhodes or Gold Dust? And that would be correct. It is Gold Dust. 
All right, JD, you're up next. All right, I'm going to take tag teams again for the next highest one. Okay, which will be 200. Animal. Who is... Oh. Who is... <laughs> I think... <laughs> I'm sorry. JD, you're, you're trying... I think you were... Who is... 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 Yeah, that's right. It was Paul, of course, Legion of Doom. Okay, here. Come on now. Come on. All right. Uh, GTS, uh, tag teams 100 and 150. Royal Rebel winners 50 through 250. And managers 100, 150, and 200 are left. Tag teams for 150. 150 for tag teams. Jimmy Uso. Oh, God. What is Jay Uso? Yes, sir. Jay Uso has correct. All right, Michelle. Hi. Um. So, oh, um. Fuck. I'll do managers. Whatever the highest is. All right, which is two hundred. Okay. And answer is the Orient Express. The Orient Express. Yes. Hmm. I have no fucking clue. I'm gonna guess. What is Mr. Fuji? You say Mr. You're guessing here, Mr. Fuji. And believe it or not, Michelle, you're right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, damn. He knows Tanaka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they turn, I think Tanaka was in both versions of that, wasn't he? Yeah. Because Paul Diamond, I think, was the other. Because one of them wore a match. I think they wrestled in the first match of the 92, the first uh, ta- first match um, at, the Roy- at the 92 Royal Rumble, I think, against uh, Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart, I think, in the opening bouts. Yeah. Uh, J.D., you're up next. Yeah, sorry. You are up next. All right, I'm going to take uh, tag teams again. Okay, and it's the last cat, last clue in tag teams for 100. X. Who is Smash? They are correct. It is Smash, of course, Demolition. And X also better known as the Mask Superstar. Oh, that's right. Uh, GTS managers 100 150, and then Royal Rumble winners has not been touched at all. All five categories still in that. All four questions. All five questions. Crap. Are still located in this. Okay. I'll take the uh, managers for the highest one. 150 of managers. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a beauty. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is <laughs> Paul <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, indeed, it is Paul Heyman. Okay, Michelle, managers for 100, and I said Royal Rumble winners has not been touched. I'll do Royal Rumble winners for the... God darn, that's a mouthful for the... The highest. Okay. For the for the okay, for two fifty, okay. All right. 
I'll try to remember which one this is. Uh, they don't give a year. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year they had the Royal Rumble in Boston. Am I supposed to get the answer to that? Uh, if you want to, I mean, I don't know which one. I, I would, I would love to see which one, which year it is. But I'm not sure when that happened. Uh, I have no earthly clue. I'll guess Royal Rumble. It was in uh, Boston. I love the Royal Rumble. This Royal Rumble in particular. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right, Gerard or JD, do y'all want to take a guess on this, Gerard? No. I'll take a guess. What was the question again? Who won the Royal Rumble? Well, all it doesn't give win, but it just says who won the Royal Rumble when it was in Boston. Uh, who was? Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. Who was? Yeah, yeah, that's all it says. It said it didn't. When I say it didn't give the year when the event took place, it just said, just said where it took place. All right, I'll take a guess on this one. Who was Brock Lesnar? Uh, well, believe it or not, they got that. They also got Alberto Del Rio. That wasn't the one that did the forty-man Royal Yes, Rumble. it was. Yes, it was. I think. Yeah. Okay, that's that's why they did that. Okay, but they're not given a year. We're just trying to guess at these guys. I'm sorry. That's the way they got them. Yeah. All right, all right JD. Uh, Royal Rumble winners fifty through two hundred, and managers for one hundred. I'll close out. I'll close out managers for a hundred. Okay. Managers for a hundred, and we have. Will pop up. Legion of Doom. Who is one of the greatest minds of them all? Precious Paul Ellering. Indeed, it was Paul Ellering. Okay, Gerard, uh, Royal Rumble winners is all we got left 50 through 200. Uh, Royal Rumble for 200. 200? Okay. Um, all right, this might be a little bit more specific here. Who won the first Royal Rumble? Uh, what is Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah, it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, indeed. 1988. Way to go, Gerard. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but then not being specific on this. Yeah, that was a that was very good. Yes, indeed. Uh, Michelle, fifty one hundred or one fifty. Uh, 50. <clears throat> 50? Okay. Who won the 2015 Royal Rumble? Oh, 15. That was two years ago. Uh, oh, my God. Um, shit. Uh, Um, have no clue. Gerard, would like to take a guess? Uh, what'd you say? 2015 Royal Rumble. Uh, 2015. That would be...
Roman Reigns, wasn't it? And that's your final there, Gerard? Yeah. You're correct. It was Roman Reigns. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Was it the year before that Batista beat him out for for that match? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was the one I was at. Yeah, the that's the one. Oh, that was the one in Pittsburgh. Yes. The one the year before. Yeah, because uh, Daniel Bryan was supposed to be number thirty, and Ray came out at thirty, and they booed him big time. And that. But or they call, that's where they start calling him Blue Batista because he was wearing blue trunks or something. That was later on when he wore the blue trunks. I think when he took on uh, uh, the Shield. It was like right. a freaking blueberry. Okay. All right, JD. One hundred one fifty is left. Whichever is left, Gerard will take the last. We'll have the last clue. One hundred. I'm going to take one fifty. You want to say one fifty? Okay. Let's see what this one is. Okay. All right, JD. Think very, very hard. Who has the most eliminations at a Royal Rumble? At uh, a Royal Rumble. Who's Roman Reigns? Well, I don't know which one. But I don't know which one. I think I pretty much of all time. I think is what this is asking. Hmm. I'm gonna still say Roman. You still gonna say Roman at your final? Yes. It's actually. Well, I don't know when this one was made, but it's saying that Kane was. Yeah, it's been up until Roman did. I was just right. gonna say you're wrong. The big red monster was. But. Yeah, I should have that part. All right. Right, didn't Roman beat Kane out? Roman beat Kane's record, yes. Right. Okay, so okay, so I guess I guess I guess I don't know do Archie would give it to him. Shall we give it to him? Gerard? Huh? Shall we give it to him anyway? No what? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm playing by the rules. I'm playing by the rules, simple. I will take no, it because it's older, and uh, okay. you're, yeah, it's you're right. Right. All right, Gerard, you have the last one here. And uh, for 100, Royal Rumble winners, before we get to the final question. Okay. This is definitely going to be – yeah, a lot of these were kind of screwed up here. Anyway. These are kind of older ones. I couldn't find any recent ones. I'm sorry about that, guys. Who won the Royal Rumble three times? Uh, what is HBK? Boy, everybody gonna be, it's actually Stone Cold Steve Austin. Was huh. it, was it, was it Shawn Michaels? HBK won a whole bunch of them, but okay. Well, I didn't know Stone Cold won three of them. Well, I, I thought mm-hmm. HBK did, but all right, well, yeah. that's all right. Oh no 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 no! I, no, I thought it was sometimes, old. I guess. Well, like like you said, this thing is old. So, I mean, but uh, oh, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I hate when the, I hate <laughs> I hate to use the outdated ones, guys. I'm sorry about that. And here's the final question: Everyone gets to chip in on this, of course, which I hope is a question that makes sense. Okay, I'm not. I don't know exactly if we're talking about one specific title or overall here, but how many titles did Edge win? That's all it asks. So I'm just letting you know. 
didn't say what it didn't say a specific title. It's, it's maybe talking about all the ones he's won, I guess. Gerard, I'll ask you first. Uh, well, that would be a lot. Um, uh, damn. Um, I'd say. I'd say 20. Okay, Michelle. I'm going to say 12. J.D.? 25. Okay. Everyone satisfied with their answers? Yep. Yep. Okay. The answer is... Holy cow. 31. Damn. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> I want to know which I want to know which ones they are. Uh, um, well, I know he won uh, the tag team like seven or eight times with Christian. He won the world title a few times, uh, like the IC title, I think. I didn't think it was that many, but uh, he won a lot. I know that. Oh, here I got it. I got it right here. Uh, I got it right here too. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, this is, um, actually, this is historic. This is from six years ago. When did he retire? Um, About that time. 2011. 2011 is when he t- retired. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me let me get let me. I'm sorry, there, uh, JD. But let me, let me go over this. This one that says 30, but overall it says during his 13 years of the company, one. 30 to 31 championships here because I'm hearing two different things. Let me, let me, let me run them down here and see what y'all, see what y'all think here. Okay. The WWE title he won, he had four reigns with. January 8th, 06, he defeated John Cena to January 29th of 06 when he lost, lost it back to Cena. Uh, July 3rd, 2006, he defeated RVD and Cena. On September 17th of 06, he lost it back to Cena. November 23rd, 2008, he defeated Triple H and Vladimir Kozlov to December 14th of that year when he lost it to Jeff Hardy. And January 25th, 2009, he defeated Jeff Hardy to February 15th of that year when he lost it to Triple H in an Elimination Chamber match. <coughs> the, world, the World Heavyweight title, he had seven reigns with that. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Let me have it right here. Uh, May 8, 2007, he defeated The Undertaker to uh, July 17th that year. He vacated it because of injury. December 16th, 07, he defeated Batista and The Undertaker to March 30th of 08 when he lost it to The Undertaker. June 1st, 08, he defeated The Undertaker to win vacant title to uh, June 30th of that year, so he had it for a whole month when he lost it to CM Punk. Uh, Let's see, February 15th, 09, he defeated John Cena in an elimination chamber match. To April 4th, 09, he lost to Cena in a triple threat with the Big Show. Lost to, yeah. That was, that, that was a WrestleMania, wasn't it? I think that year. It sounds mm-hmm. like. Right, okay. Uh, April 26th, 09, he defeated Cena 
to June 7th. He had it until June 7th of that year when he lost it to Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> Another reign he had was December 19, 2010. He defeated Kane, Rey Mysterio, and Alberto Del Rio. On February 18, 2011, the title was awarded to Dolph Ziggler. On that, on that same night, he defeated Ziggler to uh, April 12, 2011. That's when he vacated due to the fact that he was retiring. Okay. He, won the, he had five reigns with the Intercontinental title. He first won it on July 24, 1999. He defeated Jeff Jarrett to July 25th. He lost it right back to Jarrett. Uh, August 19th, 01, he defeated Lance Storm to uh, September 23rd that year. He lost it to Christian. October 21st of 01, he defeated Christian to November 5th when he lost it to Test. Uh, November 18th of 01, he defeated Test to January 20th of 02 when he lost it to William Regal. He defeated Randy Orton on July 11th of 2004 to September 6th of 04. He was stripped of the belt because of injury. He had he had one reign as that was the U.S. title. I think that was the one where he had the WCW version of the U.S. title. I think uh, on November twelfth of one he defeated Kurt Angle to November eighteenth of one when the title merged with the Intercontinental title. And of course, y'all know the the biggest one he had was the. Uh, oh boy. He won the, the tag team titles, uh, the world tag team titles, 11 times. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to go over all those. Everybody knows about who he, uh, <clears throat> all those wins, I think. So I don't need to go down through all those. But he only had two runs with the WWE tag team titles. On November 7th, 2002, with Rey Mysterio, we, he defeated Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit to um, November November 17th, so he only held it for for 10 days, when he lost it to Eddie and Chavo Guerrero. And also, he uh, he also had it with Chris Jericho on June 28, 2009, when he defeated, him and Jericho defeated Primo and Carlito Colon, uh, July 26, July 26 of 09, where he relinquished his share of the title due to an injury. So, there you go. Uh, like I said, four... 7, 11, 11, 5, 16, 16 and 1, 17, 17 and 11 is uh, 28. 28, and 28 and 2 is 30, so 30. I don't know where it got 31 from, but it's, it's 30, yeah. So, so that's what they were talking about, apparently. I'm, and guys, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do a brand new one so we can have one one for a better one here, an updated one here next time for that. So my apologies for these questions being too shoddy like they were. So. Can anyone pick a category? Huh? Can anyone choose a different category? Did everyone choose a different category? Yeah, for the new game. I mean, everyone choose a category. Well, well, I tell, well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I've been, I've been, I've been going through these things based on like a lot of stuff that I have here at home of stuff I've watched and everything. But if everybody has an idea, wants to send me some ideas for, for a category and some questions, I'll use other ideas too, to be fair. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I got an idea. You just 
God just gave me an idea. There's five of us, right? Me, I... Gerard, Michelle, JD, and John, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. How about if I come up with one, Gerard, you come up with one and some questions. Michelle, you come up with one and some questions. JD, you come up with one and some questions. And when John gets on, we'll talk to him about it. He can come up with one and some questions. How about that? All right. Everybody, Gerard, is that, are you game for that, bud? Yeah. Michelle? Yeah. That'd be a team effort. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, all the ones I've done, as y'all know, based on the stuff that I have here at home that I've watched over and over and over, like, SummerSlam 88, SummerSlam 89, Over the Edge, and No Way Out in 98, Road Wild 9. I mean, y'all, you hear me talk about those all the time. And, you know, I'll, uh, we could do that. We could do that. That sounds good. I think that's not a bad idea. Uh, uh, well, let's see here. Let me think of, and think of anything else. Um, you know what? To, to, like I said, since we're all, all, all of us are right here, of course, John's not here, but since all four, all four of us are here, how about, uh, <clears throat> to be fair here, if everyone, if everyone can come up with uh, three fantasy, three fantasy matchups, how about that? How's that sound? Works for me. Gerard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you up for that, bud? Yeah. JD? I'm down. Uh, he's he's down. <laughs> he's down. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, Gerard, would you like to start? Or Yeah, of course. I of course. Okay, well, I, well, you you know, just just being just just this, of course, being polite and asking, of course, my man, please go ahead and take it away. But of course, before we do that, the, the intro is the most important thing in this. So please, sir, if you will, if you will, we are going to do wicked wild fantasy matchups. Sounds tremendous. All right, GTS, start her off. All right, we're going to do we're going to do six man tag team. We're going to do the undisputed error: Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly versus. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre and TM six one. Ooh. That's a kicking. That's a kicking six man tag. Uh, GTS, my man. Your pick. 
Adam Cole, Steve, baby. <laughs> MLD. I agree. JD? Same. I will agree with that, too. Great match here, GTS. Uh, you want, we each just do one apiece until we all do all three? Is that sound about right? Uh, if you want. We could okay. do, uh, we could switch it up if you want, or whatever. Okay, okay. we'll do that. Okay. MLD? Um, hmm. I'm so going to kick myself in the ass for this, but I'm going to do it. <clears throat> I'm going to do John Morrison, Johnny Impact, however you know him, <clears throat> with tag team. Fuck, I can't talk. Tagging up with Matt Seidel <clears throat> to take on, <laughs> Javar's going to love this, The Revival. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so you said... Um, John Morrison and Matt Seidel versus The Revival. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. GTS, your thoughts on Michelle's tag? Fuck The Revival. <laughs> Michelle? Um, I suck. <laughs> That's what I say. Um... I'm going to have to say draw. JD. I'm going to say the revival. And I will say that too. JD, you're up next. All right. Let's go with. Uh, oh, boy, 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 boy. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. I'm going to say, however, this is. This going to be really tough, and I'm going to kick myself probably for this one, too. Uh, it is going to be... Hmm. Okay, okay. I think I got it. Alright. Let's do, however... An, oh, I can't think. Darn it. Uh, damn it. I'm, I know. I had, I had on this point. Okay. Okay. Let's go with the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov against the team of... Uh, no, let's not do that. Throw them both Sheik and Volkov under the five here. We're not going to do that. Okay, the Battle of Big Men, and Michelle, you're going to really hate me for this now. Uh, let's go with the Road Warriors versus the Authors of Pain. But there's going to be a twist to this. The authors are going to be managed by Paul Ellering, and in this case, however, Hawk and Animal are going to be led by Sonny. Oh! Is this like LOD 2000? Right. Hmm. Basically change it up a little. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, GTS, uh, LOD 2000 with Sonny in their corner versus the authors of Pain with Paul Ellering in theirs. What a rush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always a rush. <laughs> yeah. He's a hot man, but all right. 
<laughs> this is true. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, I agree. Oh, it's me. Hi. Um, I'm going to agree with the king. JD, your match? Definitely will be LOD 2000. And I will definitely have to agree with this as well. Well, for some reason, this one kept popping in my head. But I know this is one that maybe I think I would say two out of the three people on here right now is probably not going to like. So first off, I will have to ask for forgiveness here to everybody here. This is going to be definitely, like like I said before, a battle of the, for me, a battle of the big (laughs) men that will be in the form of a six-man tag. And boy, this is going to be big. (laughs) On one side, you're going to have Andre the Giant teaming up with the natural disasters for earthquake and typhoon. But versus okay. I'm I know I'm gonna hear this. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and Kevin Nash. Oh my god, my motherfucking dream team. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Know it, Gerard. Uh, again, my apologies, sir, but your thoughts on this? <laughs> I'm going to go with MLD's dream team. There you go. Okay. Uh, MLD. Ah, uh, fucking second. There you go. I and I thought you were saying that while you were planning on trying to kill your boss. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. JD. Brock Lesnar's team. And I will definitely say that as well. Uh, GTS, match number two. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to do another uh, six man. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Mm. Big Cat and Baron Corbin. Oh my, yes. <laughs> Versus uh, The Usos and Samoa Joe. Oh, Jesus Christ, Gerard. <laughs> If he asks your thoughts on this, on this, uh, uh, on this, uh, big sexy, big sexy team. Uh, MLD, I think this, I think this is a no-brainer. But uh, your thoughts here? The same, but only for Nash and Corbin. There you go, JD. Yeah, Nash and Corbin's team. And I would definitely agree with that as well. <clears throat> Uh, MLD, match number two for you. Oh, poo-poo. Um, hmm. What can Brown do let's, for you? Let's <laughs> think. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know why I said that. Let's Whoops. think 
Okay. No, I don't want to do that either. Um, 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 um. Hmm. Uh. Well, shit, I'm brain dead. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I'm so going to kick myself in the ass for this one, but damn it, I would love to see this match. Especially if one of them was still alive. The Architect, burn it down, Seth fucking Rollins, taking on the one and only... The wonderful, beautiful, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Ooh. I suck. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good, great encounter. And I'm sure you'd be able to probably play that in 2K18, I'm sure. Didn't I say that yeah, before? Yes. GTS, Seth Rollins versus Mr. Perfect. Ow. Oh, that's not nice, MLD. Mm-hmm. Um, are we? Well, you know, I love both these guys, uh, but uh, this might be a shocker. I'm going to go with uh, the perfect one, Kurt Henning. There you go. Uh, MLD, your match. Okay, so I suck. I'm going to say it again. But I'm going to say this. I would have to say draw, but if I had to absolutely choose without a doubt right now and pick a freaking winner, it would be Mr. Perfect. JD? Draw. Ooh, this is a toughie. This is a toughie. This this would be a tremendous, tremendous... Match up here. Uh, you know what? I gotta say, I, you know what? This has been a while since I've actually used this card. I'm actually going to say a draw too. It's too good a match. It'd be too good a Thank match. Thank you. Thank you. You've got what? Everyone's matches here are great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that was that's a good one. That's a good one there. JD, go ahead and uh, make yours, and anyone can pick. I have to step away. I will be right back. All right. Whoops. Let's go with this one, however. Uh, we've done it before, but this time I'm going to change it up a little bit, however, with the competitors, however. These two guys were in a uh, specialty match back in the day, and I think we know who will put them in. We'll update the match with a little twist. We'll do KO. And we'll uh, put him in the ring with, however, game. But this time, it'll be like what it was for Piper and Valentine. Dog collar match. So who does everyone have? KO or Sammy in a dog collar match? Well, you know, it's going to be pop-up power ball. All right. I agree. All right, so two. You know what? 
crazy as it sounds, however, I'm going with Mr. Ole. Ole, Ole, despite how many welts he's going to have all over his body when it's all said and done. I'm thinking Sammy. The premise was what, Kevin Owens versus Sammy Zane? Yeah, but I did with a twist, though. Uh, I did it in a dog collar match. Hmm. I gotta say, I gotta say KO in this myself. All right. Okay. Uh, my my turn here. Yeah. Uh, this is stemming from. I'm sure everyone remembers what happened before this year's the Monday Night Raw before this year's Royal Rumble match. Uh, the last three men that we saw standing in the ring facing each other. Based <laughs> on this, I'm going to do a triple threat pitting Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Uh, mm-hmm. ETS, your, your take here. Was it again? Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker versus who? Goldberg. Oh. Uh. That's this for MLD. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> MLD. Brock Edward Lesnar. <laughs> JD. The freak. Oh, sorry about that. That's on the lines of my thought there. The freight train, Brock Edward Lesnar. Surprisingly enough, guys, I'm going to agree with y'all. Yeah. Wow. Ain't that a shocker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. One more to go. ETS. <coughs> um... Uh, all right, let's let's do this. Uh, fatal four way. We'll do. Uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard to pick, and MLD will hate me. But we're going to do a fatal four way. We're gonna do HBK versus Adam Cole versus. AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega. <gasps> oh no! Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I was waiting for you to say Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> GKS, your match, your thoughts, sir, bud. Um. I have to go with uh, Adam Cole. Baby. There you go. MLD. Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm torn between two. Um, I'll say Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, J.D.? 
I would say uh, AJ Styles. I'm going to go on with Adam Cole as well. Great match there, GTS. Uh, MLD, your last match. Mm. Um. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes versus... Oh, I better not kick myself in the ass for this one. Um. <clears throat> Johnny Impact, John Morrison. God almighty. Ooh. GTS, your thoughts here? Gerard, are you still with us? Gerard, are you still with us there, bud? Agent GPS. Is he still on the line? Yeah, I still have him on. He might have stepped away. He might have stepped away. Man. We'll, we'll come back to him. We'll ask about your match there, uh, MLD. Uh, in the meantime, go ahead. Your thoughts on your match? Um, I really suck. <clears throat> Two of my favorites, like No Tomorrow. I'm going to say Draw. Okay. JD. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to say uh, Cody. I'm going to say draw as well. And let's see if we can get GTS. GTS, are you back with us? I'll be right back to give him a couple of minutes, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, like I said, taking a little bit of a Small Breather here, of course, episode 387 of Revolution. Uh, uh, King and W.O., Gerard T. Smith, and the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds, have stepped away from them, but they'll be right back. And, of course, we're finishing up here a trio of fantasy matchups here. Gerard and Michelle have come up with some great, came up with, like, three great ones here this, this go-around. Of course, J.D. and I do have one more piece. <clears throat> and there's one more tiny thing I would like to do before we close out the show, but we're going to wait till we do Get everybody's take in on on, on everything here. Uh, but let me let me double check here. Uh, GTS, are you back with us, sir? We did briefly have the human super machine John Gross pop on, but he, I guess suddenly he had to jump off. I'm not sure what happened there, but, uh, <clears throat> but I guess something must have happened. Uh, Gerard, are you back with us? Gerardo. 
Bardar is still with us? You still have him registered on the call here, but uh, I don't know if something something must have happened. Uh, I'm back. Okay, uh, Gerard, are you back with us? His phone might have died too. Excuse me. Yeah, and normally it would if it said if it that if that happened then he would have been off the call, but he's still on it. Oh, okay. It looks like I said he probably had to. Uh, like I said, he probably had to step away for a bit. Because um, like I said, JD and I both have one more match to go here. There was something one more thing I wanted to do uh, with everybody here, but uh, uh, let's let's double check here again. Um, uh, King and W.O., are you, are you back with us? Something must have happened here, apparently. Um, I hope he's okay. Uh, And while we continue to wait, I'll go ahead and let JD get his match done. And by the time we go start going through, maybe JD Gerard will, will hopefully will get back on here with us. Uh, JD, go ahead. Let's see what here your last match, please. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say, you know what? Like I said, you know what? However, I mean, I have nothing right now. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much. I mean, I don't know what else I could do. You don't, so you don't have another one? To, no, to, 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 I don't. You don't have another one? Okay. Uh, okay, well, let's, let, me, let, me, let me think of another one here. Uh, hmm. Well. That's a deep it's, subject. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I tell you what. Uh, let's try this. Let's try this. I, uh, we've done a lot. Of, we've done a lot of six man tags here tonight. I'll 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 come up with one more here. Uh, let's do. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's good. And this this has to do, we'll just say, with with three individual matches that took place at WrestleMania six. And y'all get what I'm talking about here in a minute. On one team you will have Ichiwil, Dusty Rhodes, uh Jake the Snake Roberts, and the big boss man. Versus, versus, um, let's see, Macho King Randy Savage, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and Akeem. 
Uh, Gerard, are you back with us, sir? Gerard, are you there? Okay, we'll come. We'll come back and see if he's. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to Gerard right here. Uh, MLD, your thoughts here? Dusty Rhodes teams. There you go, JD. Same. And I will also say the same thing as well. Uh, <clears throat> Gerard, are you back with us, sir? I mean, it's still registering him as being on the call now. Unless, like I said, uh, my chat box hasn't booted up, hasn't up, updated or whatever. Uh, I still haven't listed as being on. Uh, uh, GTS, are you back with us, sir? While we while we wait for DTS, um, what else? One other thing I was going to do, like I said, I will do this for right now with myself and you, Michelle, and you, JD, on this another, of course, another wrestling birthday scenario game, and we have, might have done this one before. I'm not sure, but uh, just for the fun of it, I just like to give it a try. Michelle, I know your birthday is in February, but what day? The sixth. The sixth. You might like this, Michelle, because next time your birthday rolls around, you're going to get kidnapped by Randy Orton. Yes, please. Sign me the fuck up. And, J.D., I think yours is the 15th of December. Yep. You're going to win the championship from Stardust. Oh, jeez. Oh. Well, mine is I'm going to form a tag team with Triple H. Gerard, are you back with us, sir? Does anybody see him on Facebook? Uh, Normally... Normally, if he's not on Facebook, normally between... I don't think he can actually be on Facebook and talk to you at the same time sometimes. Because every time he's on talk to you, he's not on Facebook. And, of course, vice versa. Uh, But I still have him listed as being on here. Um, let me let me try something here. Let me let me boot this up and see. No, he's not. He's not. Apparently, my, my chat box did not update and. He must have he must have left at some point though I did not realize it unless something happened with his phone 
It probably died. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it probably yeah. It probably did yeah. Um. So so I respect you, Gerard. I, we we won't do we won't do his because we, we don't want to do it without him here. Yeah, and I still. Uh, we'll just we'll just do We'll we'll just we'll just yeah we'll do. Here goes Gerard had some good ones here. Let's see, Michelle, yours is February the sixth. I got another one here. And look at here, uh, Michelle, on another birthday scenario game, you actually have a, this is the type of match for your birthday month, and, and the day you were born is the one you would have the match against. Now, this you might like, this you might not, I don't know. But anyway, you will have a no DQ match against Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, J.D., you will have a ladder match Against Ryback. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, mine might be, I don't know what mine, I don't know about mine. Mine would be a buried alive match against CM Punk. Oh, God. Let's see. Uh, uh, Well, here's one here involving the legends here, guys. Let's, Let's try this one one more time. I think I've done this one before here with with uh, Gerard and JD, but um, we'll do it for three of us here before we go. Uh, Michelle, you and this is against a legend here, Michelle. Okay, so keep that in mind. You will have your you will have the you will be in the main event at No Way Out against God rest his soul, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Hmm. JD, yours, you will be in the main event of Armageddon against the Iron Sheik. Hmm. <laughs> so and, <laughs> and my well mine is I will be in the main event at Vengeance against Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. Yes. Does anybody want to hear what uh let's see? Okay, well, we'll like, so there's a lot of these here, and like I say, when we have more people on, we'll, because, uh, okay, why not? One more here, and then we'll call it an evening, guys. It's already a little bit past midnight here. Let's go ahead and do, let's go ahead and one more here. Uh, uh-oh, now, this one, uh-oh, sorry, Michelle, this one kind of struck out on here a little bit, and I wanted to, I wanted to warn you ahead of time, so... Don't hate me because of the way they got this thing set up. On your birthday, you married The Rock. (laughs) Oh, God. Shoot me now. JD, and I hope this certain person doesn't find out, but you bought a gift, JD, for AJ Lee. Oh, I hope Sam Plank doesn't mind. And believe it or not, I ate dinner with Dean Ambrose on my birthday. <laughs> that would be an interesting dinner. Well, I tell you what. I, I tell you what. Since since Brown and this is not wrestling related, guys. But but this is, here's a funny one right here. Michelle, you robbed the Trojan Man. <laughs> I raped a lesbian. <laughs> oh God! 
Some good ones. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, see, well, I found another one just like that. I I know y'all want to go to bed, but yeah, uh, I'll make it fast. I promise you. Uh, Michelle, uh, okay, you said orange. Okay, this one, the last one I did was a little bit better than this, Michelle. Trust me, you'll you'll understand why. On your birthday, Michelle, you ran naked with a dog because uh, you're ugly. Because you're ugly. Oh, um, that's. Yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah, well, that's what I said on your... I'm just reading what it says. No, I know, well, I know, I know. And let's see, J.D., you said white, okay? Uh, on your birthday, J.D., I'm sorry to say, you took a crap on an old man. Oh, God. <laughs> because, that, because that's what you are. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that's bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Crap. Uh, okay, mine's kind of tan. I'll say it's close to brown. I'm going to say brown. I pissed on a travesty because I'm racist. That's <laughs> Okay, and John's here. Okay, this one here has got white, black, pink, red, blue, yellow, gray, green, orange, brown, squares, or no T-shirt, or other. What do you want to say, Michelle? What color? Uh, or John? Purple. You say what? Purple. Purple. Did I say purple? No, purple's not one of them. Oh, well, shit. Um, White. Uh, I'll repeat them again. White, black, pink, red, blue, yellow, gray, green, orange, brown, squares. No T-shirt or other. Blue. Blue, okay. J.D., what do you say? Green. You say green. Okay. Well, sadly, on his birthday, John needs Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, Michelle, you said... He needs a little ho-ho-ho in his life. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a boy. (laughs) Michelle, you said what? I'm sorry. Um, you blue. said you said blue because he hates his life. <laughs> and JP, you said what color? You said green. Green, green. Because he smoked crack. <laughs> oh. oh God. I could go all night on this. <laughs> yeah. It's already getting late. We'll, we'll do we'll do something here towards the tail end of one of the shows next week. I'm gonna save this right here. This is good. So, I'm gonna turn. Good. I'm gonna crash out right now, guys. So I'll probably talk to you guys tomorrow over the weekend. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Thank good you night, very guys. much, yeah, Michelle. I said stick around for just a minute because it's just now you and me. Uh, on that note, here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode number three eighty-seven of <clears throat> of the Mothership Broadcast, WWF Revolution. Of course, once again, I am Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw. I also want to thank here King and WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Ice, and the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo, for popping on here tonight. We did have a brief visit from the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, on our uh, live video feed from ECWS tonight. Uh, she's sticking around for just a, just a little bit. We also had another gentleman that's a that's a member of the ECWS group jump on here, showing us uh, apparently what appears to be a picture of a figure that he just bought recently. 
It looks like from the NXT TakeOver, it could be of maybe when Seth Rollins. I'll have to find, pull up the picture and look at that. I'm not sure. But he put, it was on the live video feed. Uh, the comments under the live video on ECWUS, if anybody wants to look at that, and maybe if they can determine as to who that is, I think it's Seth Rollins is the action figure. I'm not sure. But I'll have to look at that and see. <clears throat> so thank you. So like I said, King and W.O.G.R.T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Ice, and the Iceman, J.D. Geronimo. Of course, like I said, the last speaker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. We do thank you all for joining us for joining me here tonight. Of course, this is Mr. WWS. <laughs> thank you so much here. Of course, be sure tomorrow afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, WWS Power Hour will be on a little bit late. It'll be on. We'll make it up at, uh, we'll do it at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. So if anybody wants to, so like to join me and, of course, the rest of the Power Trio, of course, Gerard and JD, or just Gerard or just JD, whoever it could be, as we talk about all the shows we've done this week in the radio network, plus a review of all the downloads, courtesy of TalkShoe, and wrestling history, of course, for tomorrow as well. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we're two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Thank you, folks, for popping on here tonight. As we, as we always say here in the radio network, take care of yourselves and each other. See you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone, and have a terrific evening. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.